Okay, guys. Gremlins 2. I'm telling you, this movie <laughs> should write itself. The first one was a classic. This should be pretty straightforward. Basically, all we're doing is maintaining the integrity of the original picture. We want to do all the stuff with the water and the... Uh, can we help you? I'm sorry. Let me introduce myself. Hi, y'all. My name is Star Magic Jackson Jr. I'm the Hollywood sequel doctor. So studio just brings me in to oversee things when they about to drop a deuce. So that's why I'm here, but don't mind me. I'm just going to be over here. Y'all do your thing. It's your movie. Okay. Uh, let's brainstorm. Adam. Uh, if it's going to take place in an office building, I was thinking, what if uh, Gizmo gets wet from a water cooler this time? Okay, hold on a second. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to step in here. Just one second, sweetheart. So what's wrong with y'all? Y'all looking like a bunch of sad sacks. This is G2, people. We write in Gremlins 2. It should be a party with pizza and anchovies, pineapple. Just come on. Lift up the spirits. Look, okay, I'm going to put a little bit of spice into the mixture here. What if we did this? Everybody here gets to design their own gremlin. Um, I, I don't see that the, uh, the gremlin design is broken. It's called brainstorming, not brain drizzling, sweet pea. Okay, shut your mouth for a second. Look, here's the thing. None of this is final. So you mean like, what if there was like a brainy gremlin? <laughs> a brainy gremlin. You talking about a gremlin with glasses who could talk and sing New York, New York? That's brilliant. It's in the movie done. Whoa, whoa, you, you said that nothing was final. That was before I heard the words brainy and gremlin in the same sentence together. It's done, I love it. It's in the movie next. What about a uh, spider gremlin? You mean a gremlin with eight legs and a thorax just catching pretty ladies in a web in an office building? Oh my God, it's in the movie. I love it. Next. What about a bat gremlin? You mean a gremlin with leathery wings just flying around, flip-flopping, bust through a wall, make a perfect bat symbol in the wall, get outside, get in some wet concrete, jump up on a building and just dry in place like a gargoyle gremlin? We are cooking with gas now. I love it. It's in the movie. Next. Could there be a female gremlin? Lipstick, boobies, bitch, you have me and little gremlin but JJ. I love it so much that it's not only in the movie, but it's definitely in the movie. There's no backseats on that one, no penny taxis. Yes, 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 in the movie, done. That's why we need a woman in the writer's room. Next. I don't know, a googly-eyed gremlin? But you do know, because you talk about a gremlin whose sole purpose in this film is just that he looks stupid as fuck, yes. It can be in the movie, and it is in the movie. Done. Next. What about you, Silver Fox? Oh, electricity gremlin? You just said noun and gremlin, like you play in Mad Libs. You just like a child. You have the brain of a child. You do not have a high IQ, but you haphazardly came up with a gremlin that's just made out of bolts that is zigzagging all over the room and is done completely in animation. You a crazy person, and your idea's in the movie. Done. Next. Uh, can we put the Hulkster in it? What? You talking about putting Hulk Hogan, professional wrestler turned actor, turned cultural icon in the movie where he break the fourth wall of the movie he's in by talking to the audience. You, sir, are a raging psychopath. Don't let this down, take that away from you. 
That's it. I don't even care anymore. We got the holster in this bitch, so it's done. I don't have any more time. So let me just recap right now. It's Brainy Gremlin, Spider Gremlin, Bat Gremlin, Lady Gremlin, Googly Eye Gremlin, Electricity Gremlin, Hulk Hogan's gonna be in the picture. I'm gonna throw in a gremlin myself. Vegetable Gremlin, just write it up. I'm having so Why much not? fun, thank you. It's all gonna be in the actual film. Now I gotta go put some cowboys in Back to the Future 3. Sayonara, y'all. Oops. No. Okay, you guys know that none of that is going to be in the actual movie. Hey, hey. Yo, welcome back to the Death Takes Podcast. Yeah, and sorry for the delay. Um, We, well, you knew from the last episode that we were going to do Gremlins 2. That was always the plan to do them kind of back to back. And then the problem was we weren't able to find a copy of Gremlins 2. Yeah. Well, you know, find a, a, a free copy of Gremlins 2. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't streaming anywhere. And then, you know, it seems like some 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 Gremlins put, you know, we, they, we got some Gremlins in our in our production. And so we had to sail the high seas. Yeah. You know, just yeah. one day this copy of Gremlins ended up on my hard drive. I ain't sure how it got there. But I mean, who am I, I to say, uh, take this back? Uh, I guess we can use it. Right. Yeah, grim- gremlins are tricky creatures. You know, they do stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they they definitely do some stuff in this movie. But uh, before we get to that, uh, we <laughs> we have some uh, a uh, couple of uh, icons who uh, yeah, who left we actually, recently. yeah. Before we uh, jump in, well, I actually have to head into the bakery again. Um. I will say our bakery has not been getting as much business this year, which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. It's last... Not like last year. Good, good God, couldn't keep couldn't keep enough employees. People were clocking overtime. Yeah, it was like cake boss in there. We didn't have enough time to make cake. <laughs> <laughs> we were stressing out. Didn't have enough time to make cakes. Ah man. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, this morning it was first reported and you know we're sort of dating the show but whatever uh, it was reported that Earl Hyman had passed and yeah, if you don't know I mean we've talked about him several times before uh, Earl Hyman is a was an actor I believe he was a Shakespearean trained actor but he sounded like it just from his delivery and everything yeah most uh, kids of the of the 80s and 90s would know him best uh, either one from weekend or weekday mornings afternoons as the voice of Panthro from Thundercats um, yep. then a couple of years later he uh, transitioned into the role of Grandpa Huxtable yes Russell Huxtable um, yeah great character yeah yeah but um he unfortunately got the news that he passed this morning and then yeah. so not, what 91 uh I don't remember what, what that it was said. you yeah something like that yeah well that's uh I mean 91 I mean that's that's it's a nice run yeah yeah I mean you can't it, it's not like he died from serious you know uh, medical problem or issue you just you know it's time to go yeah you know as uh 
as uh, Eddie Murphy said it in life. When, when it's time, how do you say it? <laughs> when it's your time to go, it's time to go, and I'll be there singing the upper room. The upper room. I'll spend the mortuary go the upper room. Yeah, but then not two hours ago, maybe a little bit longer, uh, got news that Della Reese also passed. Yes. Um, Della Reese, she, she was a singer. She was an actress. Um, most notably, again, for you 80s, 90s people, she was, uh, uh, she was in Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy and Red Fox. She was in a sitcom with Red Fox for a while, and then most notably, I guess you'd say, um, she was on Touched by an Angel, where she played an angel for, I don't know, however many seasons that show went on. Yeah, that show seemed to go on forever. I didn't get into that, but my mom was really into it, so. Yeah, my mom too. Yeah, but um, both those then, two were... Go ahead, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, and then... Uh, whenever I hear the name, it's just immortalized by uh, by Biggie from Long Kiss Goodnight. At the beginning, where oh. he's like, make your mouth peace, so beast like De La Reese. When I release, you lose teeth like little C's. Nigga, please, blood floods your duggarees. And that's just a half of my war path. Laugh now, cry later. I rhyme greater than your average player, haters, and spectators. You know? <laughs> that's just, like, I could, man, I, that, that was like one of my favorite tracks on that album, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, whenever I hear the name, that just always that always comes to mind. Yeah, and that's not even when big on that album, but I like that song. Not really. I mean, that's well, you know, that's a whole other conversation. But I hate double albums, period. But that's one of the ones. If I was gonna cut it down to one, that's one more than make the cut. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, anyway. We're not here to talk just to. We're not here to that talk about that at all, really. Nah, not really. We, we just wanted to make note of of those two passings and, uh, yeah, just say our respects. I'm sure we'll have more to say about those characters later on down the road. Nah, I'm sure we will. But let's get into why we're here. Yes, finishing up this one-two punch. Uh, oh man. After the nonsense that was Gremlins One, oh. we get into this complete and utter nonsense that is Gremlins Two. So much so that it begins with a fucking Bugs and Daffy cartoon. Yeah, and now according to Wikipedia, there's actually two shorts, and one of them is a little bit well. This opening short is a little bit longer. Um. But you can only see that on the DVD cut or the the Blu-ray cut of of the movie, in like the deleted scenes or something like that. Uh. But um, yeah, it it really starts out weird with just Bugs Bunny on the WB Shield, and it comes zooming into the screen, and then Bugs Bunny just sits there and stares at you. Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean like- for. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on this scene, but it's just kind of weird how, I mean, it doesn't go into a... He just sits there and he stares, yeah. and then all of a sudden just Daffy comes and interrupts, and it's like, what are you interrupting? He was just staring. And then he comes and does the same Yeah, thing. he wasn't doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think Bug says a thing the whole 
Sure. Mm. But then, you know, it cuts out and then it goes into um, uh, the opening credits and you see New York City. Yes. And so the, mystery, now, well, mystery solved. Mystery yeah. solved from the first one. <laughs> now, we didn't know where, it, where Chinatown USA was. Well, it's in New York. Right. Right. Now, before we, we get too far. We don't know where is, but we know where Chinatown is. Before we get too far, I want to say uh, the director of this, again, was Joe Dante. And I never really paid attention, but apparently Gremlins 1 got a lot of negative feedback. People said it was too dark and it was too off the wall and too crazy. You know, and that's that's weird because, uh, well, we made the comparison before about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles between one and two and i don't remember hearing a lot of negative feedback about the first one either but apparently it did and that's why you got secret of the use the way it was yeah yeah and and what happens here yeah and uh, joe dante made a decision to make it you know intentionally very um very crazy very very off the wall off kilter you know, on purpose. It even pokes fun at itself, which is yeah. And we'll weird. we'll get to that going forward. But uh... yeah. But um, anyway, the the uh, movie starts, and you're getting the opening credits. You see that uh, Chinatown, yes, is in uh, New York. So we're talking about uh, Chinatown, New York, the Chinatown. Yeah. So. You see that this limo pull up to you know this building, and it's Mister Wing's shop. It's the same set, but it, it's shot during the day now. And there's like all these cranes and all this other stuff there. Yeah, you see, he's still smoking that same pipe. Yeah, you see the, these uh, men get out of the car. Uh, one of which is Richard Picardo, who um, is a ca- character actor. You know know him best from. Uh, Star Trek Voyager. He was the hologram doctor, the virtual reality doctor. You also get when you when you get the screen, you're still seeing some of the opening credits there, and it says written by Charlie Haas, and I'm like the the, the wrestler. <laughs> I, mean, I know you, you know who that is, but shout out to three, three black geeks and anybody and everybody else who watches. Because I'm like, wait a minute, who who? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, according to the Internet Bible, it's Charles S. Haas now. Nah, okay. <laughs> I guess it's not. I guess it's not Team Angle. Never mind. Yeah, but uh, you you see Richard Picardo in this really bad wig because if, if if you've seen Star Trek Voyager or uh, anything he's been on, really, I mean, for the longest time he's had that at Friar Tuck, uh, you know, uh, horseshoe. Hair, hair thing. He's bald, but he's got this terrible '80s wig on. Well, I guess it's '90s because this movie came out in 1990. Well, it came out in 1990, but that means it was filmed in like '88, '89. So it's still yeah. the '80s. I mean, let's just call it what it is. And by the way, let me stop right there because uh, we were talking in the last one about how I'd never seen this one, and for mm-hmm. me, it was the same thing. If you guys remember our Rocketeer conversation, for me. I don't know what everybody else, but for me, it's like kind of like the same thing that happened. Like this kind of came and went. I remember a classmate saying, "Oh, I saw Gremlins 2: The New Batch. How we like it? Or how was it? It was good." 
And of course, when you were a kid, nothing's bad. So of course they liked it. And, you know, right. with you know, you'll hear some of the stuff later on. <coughs> Excuse me, as it goes along, you'll hear why. Uh, you know, you you can see why a kid would you know, and I guess I was what third grade at this point. So you see why eight and nine year olds would like it. But you know, and then after that initial hit after the initial buzz it was done and then no one ever talked about it again and you said you've seen this more on tv than the first one i've never seen this on tv ever yeah i saw it a lot on tv and i think it's because of its tone because it's so kind of crazy and out there and not as dark and scary i think it got played on tv more than the first one well did. see i saw the the tv the first one on tv all the time really yeah that's what I'm saying. I've seen the first huh. one like numerous times. I don't know. So the I, one, I don't know why it was different. Because it, it's not like we we had different TV. We had the same, right? You know, because I mean, we had the same St. Louis stations. I, I don't know why you didn't see it. I don't know, but for whatever reason, I didn't. So this is makes for kind of a weird uh, juxtaposition here with the way you remember it and the way I. This is my first time ever seeing it, so. Yeah, but uh, anyway, I apologize. People out of time too. My pop filter is broken, so if you're hearing a lot of a lot of that uh, distortion, my bad. But continue. Yeah, well, uh, you see, uh, Richard Picardo and you know his couple of uh, associates walk into Mister Wing's store. You see Mister Wing; he's smoking that same pipe, and he's. Um, playing chess with himself you hear gizmo singing in the in the background and yeah, i want you all to note that while he's talking but continue on yeah he's singing and then um you know richard picardo says that daniel clamp uh would like to have a word with you so then this other guy who has been carrying this tv and this vcr <laughs> he sets it down this is the eighties, by the way. They ain't no these aren't these aren't flat screen, flat panel televisions. This is fucking yeah. these are CRT tubes. Yeah, and this giant ass, uh, giant ass fucking VCR, and he he picks it up and he he sets it down. Richard Picardo puts in this VHS tape and hits play. Then you see this video of of uh, Mr. Clamp, who. Is kind. He's he's kind he's of dead for the Donald, yeah. isn't he? He's he, he's yeah. He's kind of a combination of Donald Trump and Ted Turner because he's a land developer or you know a, a building developer slash. He also has a TV station, so it's kind of a combination of. It, it's kind of if Donald Trump was a raging buffoon. Well. Well, no, it's it's <laughs> like if it's like if Donald Trump was a caricature of him. Well, no. Well, <laughs> it's it's like it's the Donald. It's okay. Like, it's- <laughs> yeah, it it it's the Donald. It's eighties Donald, which I don't know if it's much different than current Donald but no but at least we didn't know that we were going to hate him so much no (laughs) but anyway he comes you know he turns on the TV he comes on on the screen the screen 
and he says, listen, I'm going to increase the offer for your building because um, we you you are the last person to sell your building here. We need it so we can build this new new uh, structure in town or, or no, he, he's going to completely revamp uh, Chinatown. He's going to build this new center called Clamp Chinatown Center. Where business gets oriented. Which, oh, did you did you let out an audible groan when you heard that? Yeah, because I kind of forgot how how uh, racist this. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the first one was racist too, as far as Chinese goes. But I mean, God, I went in the 1990. We were still saying Oriental. I can't believe it. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, yeah. and and that's so that's that's very. And that's so that's so the Donald right there. I mean, because let's put his name on it, you know. It's be the clamp, mm-hmm. the, the clamp Chinatown, you know, and the, the 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 clamp towers, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's very it's very Trump, but um, you know, <laughs> it's funny because when he says that line where business get gets oriented. It cuts back to Mr. Wing, and Mr. Wing just rolls his eyes. Of course he does. He shakes why, his why wouldn't he? Yeah, and then, you know, he's... Uh, Mr. Wing says, I'm not going to sell. You know, I, I don't care how much money, you know, my building's not for sale. So then they uh, they leave, and Picardo says, well, you can keep the TV. And so they walk out, and... And Picardo's assistant is like, well, I thought it was a really generous offer. What are we going to do now? And Picardo said, well, this whole time, uh, Mr. Wing is like coughing really bad. Yeah. You know, he's not long for this world. Uh-uh. And, and Picardo said, says as much. He, he says, uh, he says, you hear that, that cough? All you have to do is wait. And sure enough, you know, like the very next scene, He's um, dead, and they now have the building. Now, but here's the problem with that, or here's here's some some unfinished business. There, you remember in the first one, his grandson owned the building with him. So, mm-hmm. if he dies, shouldn't he take over? Well, that that bears the question: What happened to the grandson after? After Mr. Wing found out, I'll tell you what happened to the grandson. He made it back to Chinatown, and he choked the living <laughs> shit out of that kid. He said, "You <laughs> went behind my back, and your actions brought havoc and death upon an innocent little town." Said, <laughs> you have brought dishonor to this family, <laughs> and you ate all the pops. I looked too hard to make myself a bowl. I looked in the cover and said, "What's this? Crunch berries." <laughs> 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 hey, he took him an statue and he brained him and then buried him in the floorboards. We never saw that boy again. <laughs> oh, I, I just to go back just before um, he dies, it, it cuts to after Picardo leaves, he sets the remote down next to Gizmo's cage and Gizmo reaches out, turns on the TV, and Rambo's on. So he starts watching Rambo, and Mr. Wing comes in. And he goes, Ay-yah. Oh, no, the there TV. it is. That fucking hi The TV. Why are, you know, you shouldn't be watching TV. So then he dies, and then, Hi-yah. of course, it goes. You watch TV. I will karate this. 
So then, oh my god! It, it cuts to um, he dies, and they take control of the building. They do nothing to like clean it out or nothing. No, the straight demo. They don't salvage nothing. They just they just demolish the building. No. And how how many too. days have gone by? <laughs> how many couple hours? Gone by between the time he died <laughs> and they took over. Because then you just see Gizmo sitting in the shop, and he's put on the, his red and black armband because he's sad. And you see poor sad Gizmo, and he shakes his head. by myself. I don't know, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> so then he walks outside in the bright light. Like, wait a minute, what? You 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 just doing that? Yeah. Now. Well, he he walks out. He walks outside because the fucking bulldozer comes and starts tearing down the building. Right. But and so it shouldn't be. Dead. Yeah. He goes out in the middle of the day, which I don't did. know. Yeah. But he goes out in the middle of the day, and now I will say that this is the first time that we have seen. Gizmo in the movie, and he has definitely gotten an upgrade. Yeah, the the puppet is looks way better. Are they doing some tricks with the animation too, or is it just this rip of the movie juxtaposed with like my 4K resolution? Because he seems to be moving really crisp. Uh, Um, no, I think they probably did something different with the animation. I mean, it's been how many years between uh, the two? Least, well, so. six at the most, maybe you know, five. Yeah, so you know, it's come a long, long way uh, in terms of you know, movie whatever, right. Mo- movie magic. So, um, <laughs> you're right. By the way, they do fix. They do. Uh, they they do. Uh, uh, redesign the puppet a little bit so he's they pull a, a TMNT too they you know when, when we did uh, straight out, out of the, the sewer we said that when they made the sequel they made the turtle puppets look a lot more uh, a lot more animated like cartoony and they did yeah. the same thing here they made Gizmo a lot cuter made the eyes bigger he wasn't because in, in the first movie he was really furry and just kind of the the fur didn't look quite right. This it's all combed out nice, and you know the ears look a little bit bigger. And yeah, and when he shakes his head and says, "I don't know, man," he doesn't get the snot. <laughs> yeah, there's no gross snot this time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm still then, pushing for that snotty gizmo emoji, man. I need that. To, <laughs> I need that in my life, in my phone. Oh shit. But then, uh, you know, it cuts to to Gizmo in the alley, and he's hiding. And then all of a sudden, this uh, guy in a white coat comes up and and says, "Oh, you can find all kinds of stuff downtown." And he grabs him, which is probably for his own good because he was going to walk in the bright light and die. Yeah, so it's probably yeah. for the best that he got picked up. Or one of them New York rats get a hold of him, and he's dead. Oh God, yeah, man, and. So then it cuts to Billy and what's her name? Kate. Kate, that's right. Which I still laugh at. Her name is Phoebe Kate's, and they just couldn't come with a better name. <laughs> just yeah. Kidding. So now. But, and I gotta say, okay, this is the first scene of like Billy and Kate, and they're walking through Times Square. Uh, first of all, I gotta say, 
Burger King has stock in these movies because they walk past the Burger King again like they like they did in the first one. Oh, I'm almost positive they had Burger King toys. They, they had Gremlin toys. <laughs> they might. What was the Burger King Kids Club around back then? I don't know if it was. Not in 90. I think that came in like 92 or 93. Okay. They, they, they had kids meals, but not at that uh, kids club with the, you know, the. Oh, okay. All right. But did the they have kid to- with the. They had toys. Okay, because I thought that was more of a... Mc- I mean, well, they had toys, but did they have, like, licensed stuff? Because I thought that McDonald's kind of had the... Yeah, no, because I got... I, I remember they had a Thundercats promotion. They had a He-Man oh, promotion. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm bugging. Yeah, for back in... Oh, way back then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they had the license. The Burger King. Tied it back to uh, Earl Hyman. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So All right. Anyway. They got licensed stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm... I'm yeah. All right. More... I used to give BK more credit. It's just because I don't like their food, so I... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it cuts to them, and they are now living in New York. And they are both working for uh, the Clamp Corporation. And I gotta say, man, you know, what is up with BBK? She... BBK was a pretty girl, I, but they got her looking so drab and just frumpy. Yeah. She looks like she kind of reminds me of, like Vicky the Robot from Small Wonder. <laughs> I don't know if it was that bad. It's pretty bad. She might as well be. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> so they're talking about the job, and he's saying like the Futtermans are coming to visit. Like, wait, what? 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 I thought. Yeah, why I, would the? I, I thought, well, first of all, I thought he was dead. I thought they were yeah. by a bulldozer. Second of all, uh, why are they coming and not his parents? Yeah. Yeah, and and if they would, why are they staying with you? Right, I don't get that. But he says, he starts complaining about his job. He's like, you know, we've been living here all this time. I'm still in the same job. If I was back in Kingston Falls, I could have been promoted at the bank (laughs) twice already. I'm like, wait a minute, you still kept your job at the bank? They didn't fire you? (laughs) (laughs) Promoted by who? Because Judge Reinhold wasn't promoting you. He called you. He wasn't going to promote you, you putz. Oh god! Oh man, I would, so, I, I would see like Gremlins one point five to where you see like just the aftermath of what happened and just <laughs> how he yeah. ended up because because there's just too many unanswered questions between then and now. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, did they go to college or or did they just? Well, because Billy was out of school, he was out of high school, but he. Did he just go straight to working? I guess. He might, I mean, it was the eighties. He might have. I don't know. Yeah, but but but, but what's it? But Kate was working at the bar, and all of a sudden she, well, you know, and she's just doing tour guide stuff here. So I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but it cuts then to uh, well, they're, they're walking into the Clamp Building, and the the Clamp Building. In a way, it, it is actually kind of uh, fortune telling in a way I, because it's, it's a smart building. There's a lot of fortune, like foretelling of the future in here. It actually kind of got correct, like like the Donald, but then also just this building. And she calls it at some point they call it the smart building, and I didn't think smart as far as like electronics and AI and stuff like that was a buzzword until like the 2000s. So, I mean, they were way ahead of the curve on that. Yeah, because everything is automated. You know the the revolving door is automated, but then they have to have a stupid goof where it doesn't work, and then it shoots the guy out. 
It is dead. You know, it spins designed around that. really fast. It is dead. Yeah. Design that thing because it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. a Pelzer original right there. <laughs> and then you know the, it, it shows a couple other new gadgets in this place or whatever. But I mean, other than the fact that we don't, you know, technology went a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of everything being automated and just kind of like the way it works was pretty spot on yeah yeah and they so, walk into this giant building and this building has like everything it's it's got like a mall in the first like it's got an 80s ass mall too did you catch that That yes that is a straight up 80s mall but just like you said way back in i don't remember what episode we were talking about when we were talking about the malls where it's just like all where a kid can walls, be a kid then, yeah yeah episode 18 i believe and it was all just like white walls but they're like neon signs yeah yeah just everywhere and you you you're watching kate and and billy walk to work and talking but then you all it cuts to this woman giving a tour and talking about how wonderful mr clamp is and then she goes um oh and you can buy his new book uh clamp something or other but the book cover looks exactly like Donald Trump's The Art of the Deal. I mean, the font, the font is exactly the same. I was like, one day he could even be the president of the United States. Could you see that happening? <laughs> Good God, we're we're in the last days. Oh, God. Yeah, so... Oh. So then, you know, they, they say goodbye, you know, I'll, I'll see you after work. They go their se- separate ways. Billy goes up to his is a floor and then we meet his boss who is this uh red-headed woman with this bad what is the accent it's not is it bronx uh it sounds queens actually okay so she got this queens accent and she does that 80s trope where she just smokes constantly bro and when i saw that and just the way she looked i'm like i don't know what you guys are calling her but i'm calling her miss green she reminds me of my fucking fifth grade teacher (laughs) You know, so pale, lanky, poofy, red hair, and just gunning fucking cigarettes. Now, she didn't smoke in front of, I mean, obviously you can't, but like when we would go to, uh, <laughs> and you'll see it like throughout the, throughout the, uh, movie where you'll see like her, her cigarette butts where they're like lipstick stains all mm-hmm. over them and shit. Uh, when we would go away to like gym class and music class or art class, whatever, we come back and you see that ashtray by the window or the window cracked. And you see like several butts in there just with the <laughs> lipstick stains on them. <laughs> she had a bad smoking problem, and you know, um, I remember actually toward like the third quarter, she had a um, she got I guess I don't know how long you've been around, but it's the first time I heard of them the uh, the transdermal patch. Mm-hmm. But then she was allergic to the patch, like she break it would break her out in hives. She couldn't use the patch, and this is before Nicorette gum, so. Should I go back to try to do cold turkey and try to quit? But I don't think she ever did. I don't think she ever quit. <laughs> she was wow. a fucking chimney, though. Yeah, well, that's this woman. Big cool teacher, but but that, I mean that was her. Yeah, I'm saying this is like this is Miss Green right here. They call her Marla. I call her Miss Green. Yeah, and she just <laughs> smokes, smokes, smokes. And then Richard Picardo walks up because Billy has a plant in in his cubicle, and apparently that's against the law. But here, you see some more of this advanced tech. Where Billy's got this little lapel pin that's got a barcode on it. And even though it's a big bulky thing that Richard Picardo has, it's this scanner. And it it's 
about the size of like a textbook or something. But he pulls out a little right. wand and runs the wand over the barcode, and he can see, oh, you're Billy Peltzer, and you know you've been here, so and so, and and you know we don't allow plants in here because plants can have aphids and an infestation and blah blah blah. You know they didn't foresee smartphones, but I mean they foresaw that. Yeah, which it's is crazy. Still, still not uh, not not too far off. Not bad. You know it's not like the pe- like what is it the Carousel of Progress at Disney World where they got everything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you gone back and seen that? It's like they got everything completely wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. It is such an antique. It's like that's part of the kitsch of it now. Like if you go back and look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't been back in a while. I, I need to go back one of these days. I haven't either, but I've seen it on the internet. Yeah. And like, wow. Yeah, they, they, wow. <laughs> <laughs> they were way off. Yeah. But then, you know, it cuts to, we get to see Phoebe doing her, her tour guide thing. And, and she mentions that on this level, there's, there's a CNN, the clamp, or CCN. The clamp, CCN, yeah. clamp cable network, I think it's called. Yeah, and that's where we're getting kind of the uh, the uh, the Turner. Yeah, the Ted Turner, uh, you know, uh, TBS, CNN kind of vibe there. Right. And, well, I, I don't know because it's a network, but there's like twenty or thirty different channels that he has. You know, well, I mean, that's Turner, right? Well, yeah, I guess so. TCM, TNT, TBS. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, he, he's TNN. got all of these different channels, but they're all under the CCN network. So it's like he has his own oh cable, his own total cable network with its own. It's like it's it would be like if if uh, Directv had its own channels and own. It's own channels, own programming that that you could only get if you had Dish Network. It's weird. Well, it kind of does. Well, yeah, I guess so. But no, I mean, I get what you're saying, but not the same thing. But yeah, yeah. And then it cuts to um, this like horror movie, and you see that this uh, one of the, the chat channels has this horror show uh, with Uncle or no is. Grandpa Fred, who's Grandpa a Fred. total ripoff of, of no, it's Uncle Fred who's a ripoff of Grandpa Al Lewis. Yeah, from and uh, did you from the Munsters? Yeah, and uh, did you notice also, like in the design in the uh, the set, there's like tombstones everywhere, and one of the tombstones has Count Floyd on it. Oh, it does. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I caught that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little. Uh, Easter egg there for uh, fans of uh, SCTV or the adventures, the misadventures of Ed Grimley, which there are a lot, lot of SCTV people on in this movie, just mm-hmm. in bit parts. Well, there, there's a lot of cameos and stuff in here. Yeah, but, well, we, uh, we, we we get into that. Yeah, but then you know, uh, Billy, Billy is friends with Grandpa Fred or Uncle Fred, whatever it is. And why is he always uh, friends with people who were so far distant from his age? Like he was. Palling around with Corey Feldman in the first one, now he's palling around with old folks. I don't know, I don't know, but he, uh, you know, uh, it's like, yeah, you know, th- this job sucks. You know, it-, it used to be good, but Clamp only wants to do it this way, and 
and Clamp's so rich, you know, he, he's got a genetics lab up on 51. I don't know why they have got that here. And then it I cuts wondered to the, the same thing, too. Why the hell would you put that in the building with everything else? They bought space, so they gave it to him. That's what it is. I know, but you've got a... It, I mean, I guess they don't think about... They didn't consider safety and contamination or whatever. Or what, that's just like... That was my whole thing. I was like, why is this here? Yeah. I, I it's on the floor, too. It's not, not in the basement. It's on like a... It's on the 51st floor. floor. <laughs> so then it cuts to... And he even says... He even says... I'm sorry. He even says something about like... Does he make a Richard Gear joke there? What did oh. that happen already? Well, or he said, they're, kind of, they're, up, they're up there fooling around with animals. They took out a pat on a new kind of gerbil. Ugh. Yeah, but I don't know if that's a Richard Gear joke. It was just a... uh, that's the way I took it. <laughs> but then behind them, behind them, did you notice in the 80s ass mall? Did you notice there's a Mr. Donut back there? Yeah, I did. Dude, I, I popped big time for that. I'm like, yo, first of all, I didn't know Mr. Donut was national. I thought it was local. Because I never saw, I mean, well, first of all, they went out of business a long time ago, back in like the early 90s. But I, whenever we traveled, I don't remember seeing them anywhere. I thought there was a St. Louis thing, but apparently not. Mm-mm. I miss Mr. Donut, man. That was the bomb. That was, that was yeah, like one of my favorite good. places. Oh, it shit. Was really good. Ah, oh, Mr. Donut. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Death cake for you, Mr. Donut. Yeah. Death, death, death donut. Yeah. A death cake donut. Hey. There you go. <laughs> extra sprinkles. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, then it cuts upstairs to, to the genetic lab, and you see this uh, delivery guy. He's a Hispanic guy who I know I've seen in other stuff. Yeah, he's a, also a Hispanic guy named Bob. I'm like, yeah, okay, I believe that one. Yeah, but Bob. he's he's, <laughs> he's making he's making deliveries, and he makes a delivery to the uh, Genex Lab, and then we see uh, oh, what the fuck is her name? It's Pat from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I I forget the I woman's actual name, or, but uh, yeah, she I mean, she had the character Pat. On SNL, and she's this, uh, she's the secretary for the genetics lab. And, you know, he signs paper and he hears Gizmo singing. And he's like, What's that? And she's like, Oh, I, I don't know. I, I don't go back there or something like that. <laughs> so then, uh, as he's walking out, the head geneticist scientist walks in and it's Christopher fucking Lee. And his like, name is Dr. Catheter. Like, oh, wow. And that makes me wonder how the fuck did they get? Because Christopher Lee is a serious ass motherfucking actor. I mean, he he was Saruman in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. He mm-hmm. he petitioned to play Gandalf, but he didn't get the part. And I think he's kind of sour about it. But he, uh, I mean, he's a legitimate Shakespearean big time actor, and they got him to play Doctor Catheter. <laughs> Maybe that's why he didn't get the part. I don't know. Because <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, didn't you play a guy with a <laughs> named after <laughs> dick tubes? Yeah, but then uh, uh, Doctor Catheter talks to Martin and Lewis, these two fucking uh, twins. Who are they? Because I've seen them in other stuff. I don't know who they are. I, I didn't bother looking at the credits, but I've seen them in other stuff. I should look. Yeah, at that. yeah. I'm not sure, but um, 
he says, well, what do you got for me today? And then they, they're uh, showing off, you know, their new genetic experiments. And then he's like, well, take a look at this. I found him downtown and it's Gizmo. And they, they pull him out and they start playing this. What is it? Fats Domino song or something like that. I believe so. And you know what? Um, going back to the fact that I've never seen this movie till now that I've seen that. I've seen that animated gif. Mm-hmm. Like in a million different places and I always wonder where it came from I'm like okay I guess it must like it's either from the second one which I've never seen or it's someone made this because I don't remember seeing Gizmo dancing like this yeah but yeah, yeah. They, they use that for a gif all the time yeah I like but... this <laughs> GIF. you know people are oh, there's like the gif movement now no, apparently that's GIF. It's not dude, it's first of all, grammatically it's GIF. Second of all, it's what what what's it what's what is GIF what does it stand for? Graphic Graphic. Not graphic gra- not, not something dra- something. Yeah, dra- graphic interface file or something interlace file or something yeah. like that. Not not yeah. graphic. Gra- it's GIF. Yeah. So it's I'll GIF. what they call GIF. it. GIF is like- fucking peanut butter. You want Jif? Go get some fucking peanut butter, man. <laughs> Jif is great, by the way. Yeah, Jif yeah, is peanut is. butter, bro. <laughs> but, but, you know, they, they, they play the music and Gizmo starts dancing. And as he's dancing, he keeps cutting his eyes back. And then you see him start dancing towards the edge and he's doing this little kick dance. And then he just makes a fucking break for it. But Christopher Lee, hey, he, he ain't having it. He, yeah, he one hand catches him. One hand catches him, puts him back in that cage. He tried, man. He's like, you almost let him get away. He's like, he's Gizmo's like, fuck, I almost got away. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so then it cuts to Billy's office, and that, and he he's he he's a, a graphic designer for for uh, Clamp designing the uh, the new buildings and stuff that they they yeah, do, and he's just sitting there drawing. And he hears that delivery guy humming Gizmo's song, and he's like, "Well, where did you hear that?" Bob. Like, is what? What did he say? Was it? Uh, he said new, it's like it's a it's, new it's, Guns and Roses or something. He said it's a song by Sting or something. He's like, "No, it's not." Oh Sting. yeah, where'd you hear that at? He's like, "Uh, you know what? I think up in '51, someone was someone's humming it." Yeah. So then he runs up to fifty one and says he is to he's there to fix the copier. He sneaks in. He finds Gizmo. He gets in there unauthorized, though. I mean, he says he's in the fix. I mean, she doesn't. She doesn't question that at all. She just lets him right in. And then he just walks past everybody and everything. He's over here letting animals go and shit. Yeah. He he grabs Gizmo and puts him in a toolbox that he found somewhere. And then, you know, lets a, a couple monkeys free so he can make a clean getaway. And he gets away. He goes in the bathroom and let, lets Gizmo out. And he said, hey, let's Gizmo, out right next you? to a sink. Yeah. Here we God, go again. Learn. Here we go again. He's next to the sink. He's like, oh, Gizmo, you know, it's so good to see you. And, and he's like, How, how'd you get here? Where's the man to take care of you? And Gizmo points to that armband. And he said, and he's, I like, oh. <laughs> he's like, oh, what's this armband? Oh, did he die? Oh, well, you can live with me now. So then he takes him upstairs to his desk and Trump, I mean, Clamp, come, 
comes and visits the office that day for whatever reason. Right. And, you know, happens to walk by Billy's desk and sees Billy's drawing for the Clamp Chinese Center. Or uh, <laughs> Chinatown Center. It's says, wow, this Oriental is... Gardens. Yeah, he's like, this is great, you know. You keep working on this. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, and his by the boss, way, his boss was riding him the whole time. How was all wrong, and you know this, that, and the third. And the Donald loves it, and so now all of a sudden she's like Team Billy. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh yeah, it's great. And she, he's like, wow, the Captain he, Kiss ass, you. Oh, I hate he's, you. So much. He's calling you Bill now, so that I means you're on you're on the inside track now. Let's go to dinner together. Then she pulls out that cigarette case with a lighter on the end and fires up another one. <laughs> <God>. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Miss Green had that, but I mean yeah. still. And then she's like, Alright, let's uh let's go to dinner dinner and, and talk about your opportunities and how we can how we can yeah, uh, we. market this. Now all of a sudden it's a we. Yeah. And so he's like, well, no, I really can't go because, you know, I, I have an appointment. And she was like, she was like, well, you know, I, I really think we should. And at the same time, Gizmo has been trying to open the drawer that he's hiding in. After he told him to shut up and stay down there and hide. Yeah, he keeps trying to open the drawer. And and his boss looks at the drawer. She's like, what is in that drawer? And he's like, oh, it's nothing. He's like, and she says, well, let me just check. Let me see. He's like, no, okay, I'll go to dinner with you. She's like, great, okay, I'll go get my bag. So he tells Gizmo, okay, you need to stay here. I'm going to go get Kate to come get you. And he leaves and walks. He walks into the ladies' locker room <laughs> to find to find Kate. <laughs> he walks in and says, hey, this is the ladies' room. He says, there's nothing I haven't seen before. Yeah, he walks in there and is talking to Kate. A woman walks by in a towel. And says nothing to him. Now, at this point, PG-13 has been invented, so we don't get any... <laughs> we don't get what yeah. we may have gotten in the first one. Right. Yeah, there's no nudity or nothing. But, um, you know, he finds Kate and he's like, Hey, Kate, I've got a meet meeting that I've got to go to tonight, but I need you to do me a big favor. Gizmo's in my drawer. Can you go get him and take him home? And she's like, what the and she starts fuck? <laughs> Gizmo, wait a minute, what? Yeah, and so then uh, he has to go over the rules with her to remind the audience of what the rules are. You know, it's one of those uh, info dump expositions. Right. Don't feed them after midnight. Don't you know expose them bright light. Don't get them wet. So she's like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll do it. And she chases after Billy to say something else, but then she sees Billy walk away with his boss and his boss like like is rubbing his back yeah, and, like and grabbed a little holds his hand she's like yeah but so at that point if I'm Kate I say oh fuck this I see what's going on here and I leave and I say you know what it's your problem and I'm going home and I'm gonna when, when, when you get back all my shit's gonna be gone and I'm going back to Kingston Falls USA Instead, yeah. she just kind of sees that, but then lets it go and goes about going to get Gizmo. Yeah, and then at this point, Gizmo has 
made a, a uh, not a ladder, a rope out of, out of, uh, uh, paper now clips, see, which I don't know how would hold him in the, because they're paper clips. It, it, and he's what? At least five, six pounds? On top of that, why? He told him, look, you know who, you know, Billy, you know him, you know, yeah. the, 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 the Mr. Wing is dead. Billy's the only other human who knew how to take care of you. Well, I mean, you know, the only other one you, you trusted. You didn't listen to him. Why would you not listen to him and stay where the fuck you're supposed to be? Instead, he wants to get out. He just can't do yeah. that, can he? I mean, I can partly understand it. He, he's in a new place. He wants to explore a little bit. And it's probably part of his Mogwai nature to, you know, explore and look around but he's in the dark inside that inside that drawer why would he go out in the bright light i don't know well that's my problem with this and that's why i say but you know what this is gizmo's fault but he's stand. oh yeah this is totally gizmo's fault this time but he's standing there he's kind of under billy's desk just kind of looking around and he sees uh this janitor come walking up to fix the uh the um water fountain yeah and the janitor is played by none other than john astin who is you know the original gomez adams yeah and uh <laughs> well i guess we'll get back to that later but i thought it was kind of funny that he showed up here and then something else happens later but go ahead yeah but he's there and, and he's bitching the whole time and it's actually really funny he's like okay clamp makes so-and-so amount uh every year so that's this amount every hour so when he goes to take a pee uh, that, that's uh, $275 he's made just <laughs> taking a pee <laughs> that's fucking great and so as he's he's talk, talking he's fixing this uh, this water fountain and as he's working on it Gizmo's watching him and he's Gizmo's kind of you know happy he's laughing because the water fountain sprayed sprayed him in the face and so he keeps watching and then John Aston Janitor hits the button and the water sprays a little bit in front of Gizmo Gizmo gets a little worried John Aston does some more wrenching around hits the button again water lands right next to Gizmo so now he's really freaking out so he goes and hides under Billy's desk and John Aston does some more tinkering around hits the button water shoots all the way onto Billy's desk and drips on top of Gizmo's head uh -oh. Always Billy supplies that get him wet the first time. Yeah, yeah. So now Gizmo is wet, but they they changed it. It's not that death curling scream like he gave in the first one, and there, there's none of the smoke and bubbling. Well, the, there's a little bit of bu bubbling, but it's not as gross looking. As in yeah, the first movie, and, and when they start firing off, <laughs> they're like, <laughs> you're hearing like, like someone got into the cocoa puffs, like you're like, woo -hoo, woo -hoo, woo -hoo, and they're like bouncing all over the place, and then now they've got sound effects, like it's like straight up cartoon sound effects, and by now you should have already known, but like from some of the other cues, but by now you're definitely like, okay, this is a cartoon as opposed yeah. to the first one. Yeah, this is straight up uh, comedy 
as opposed to the other one, which is more, it was billed as a comedy horror, but this is a straight up comedy. Yeah, this, this, they, they're not, they, yeah. And yeah, they're pulling no punches this time. This is yeah. straight up just ridiculous. And, and this is also. Boing, 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 <laughs> boing, boing. And this is also the first time that you see more distinct looking Mogwai. Because in the first movie, they all looked like Gizmo. Except for, for Stripe. Right. But Stripe was, you know, same color as Gizmo, but just had a longer, you know, stripe of hair right down the middle. Mm-hmm. More angrier so, eyes. This one, now, yeah. they're well, like different colors, and they're... Yeah, they're all different shades, and then one has a, a mohawk again, and he's never actually named... None of them are ever actually named, but the the movie gave them names... Really, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, for merchandise and toys and stuff, they, they all oh, had names. Oh, um, of course, I, the, I, yeah. Why wouldn't? Yeah, they? the the black one with the mohawk was named Mohawk. <sighs> then the um, the there were two more that are kind of together. One, the brownish one. The, there's a brownish one. Like, like a brown and gray one that as kind of Mohawk's number two. Uh, that was George. Then there George. was another Bucktooth one. That was Lenny. And then there was a crazy-eyed, googly-eyed one that was named Daffy. Was that the one they picked up? Yeah. Okay, see, I didn't know these names, so I was calling that one they picked up. I was calling them Scooby Dumb. <laughs> but this is the thing. I don't understand how the gremlins work because the because as soon as they are born and are able to walk around and stuff they immediately know that gizmo's name is gizmo because That's they look I, at him I, I wrote that down like how they know his name yeah because they 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 come popping out and they they look at gizmo and they go gizmo caca and then they <laughs> just well daffy is doing doing his own thing but the other three they grab gizmo they throw him in air vent and close it back up and then they take off and they, they leave Daffy behind yeah like I said, so, he's, he's Scooby Dumb from the from, from the, the later episodes of Scooby Doo where he had like the buck tooth cousin doofy cousin yeah it's pretty much what he is yeah so they um <laughs> So they take off, and Kate goes up to the office, <laughs> and you know she's looking around, and she sees she sees Gooby Dumb there messing around on top of this model of the of the Empire State Building. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, Gizmo, there you are!" and grabs him. Gizmo is is still at the grate to this air vent. He could have made noise, started banging on stuff. No, he just looks, and she she takes. Daffy away, and he just gets all sad and shakes his head. Because I don't know, man. No, man. <laughs> I gotta say, this is all Gizmo's fault. There's so much he could have done to not let this happen, and yeah. so much he could have he could have thwarted on his own. But he just lets it happen. I'm like, goddamn, you know, Gizmo. I really want to like you, but you really you you kind of pissed me off in this one. 
Yeah, so then, you know, she leaves. It cuts to Billy and his boss at this restaurant, and they're, they're talking about his future. It's a, okay, it's a, good, a Canadian restaurant. It's a Canadian-themed <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> what the hell is that supposed to be? I don't know, but that's where you get a couple more uh, SETV alums. Oh, my God. Of course you do. I mean, it's Canadian. Yeah, so... So, you know, she puts the moves on Billy. You know, she she oh, takes sweet. her shoe off and does the old foot in the crotch. Yeah, man. And he... I mean, he just... I mean, he doesn't really put up a fight, really. He just comes like... I, he doesn't resist anything. And then when that happens, he's just like, oh, okay. And he spills water on himself and he gets up in the, the, the mountain. <laughs> 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 the waiter dressed. <laughs> the waiter, like the waiter's dressed as a mountie. And he, he says, he says "Okay, here, here's dessert. It, it's our patented uh, Canadian mousse, chocolate mousse, our Canadian chocolate mousse." But it's got cuts with Hitler. But then it. I mean, it is just a giant chocolate. Head like moose head, yeah. And he and he has Billy. Would you like an antler? And Billy says no, and leaves. And he says, "Well, can and I get then, you another Molson A?" Oh God, <laughs> ridiculous! <laughs> garbage. And, and then you know he walks away, and then the waiter looks at at uh, his boss, and he goes, "Would you like some horn?" Yeah, because Which well, I think it was a sex. Job. Oh, totally it was. Because remember, before he leaves, she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I really gotta go. I'm sorry. I, you know what? Thanks for dinner. I gotta leave." And then she's like, she grabs him by the tie and plants one on his face, leaves her little nasty lipstick all over the side of his face, and then he leaves, and she's sitting there, uh, you know, unrequited, and yeah. you know, and he's just like, "How about some horn?" <laughs> Uh, yeah, you think? Good. Yeah. Oh, and uh, we can't go too far without mentioning the fact that uh, you know, speaking of Scooby Doo and these Gremlins, uh, Frank Welker is back, but he is only voicing Mohawk. Really, he's not voicing everybody in the goddamn movie. No, no. Uh, they've got some other voice actors doing the voices of the other ones, but these Gremlins. They, I mean, I guess in in the first movie they talk pretty well, for the most part. They could say certain words really well, mm-hmm. but these get because Gizmos, these gremlins, you know, they can say words like "perfect" this time, and there's no like growling in the in the speech. Yeah, you know? they still so, can't make full sentences, but they can say stuff. And yeah, another thing we also can't go too far. Did you notice that when they were um? On their on their uh, table, one of them was drinking. I don't know who had it. Maybe it was Billy, just because he's younger. One of them was drinking Jolt Cola. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, was it around in '89? I didn't remember that till like the yeah. mid '90s, man. No, that was around in. 90s. I thought that was straight '90s, man. Well, they turned, brought the '90s. They ushered in the '90s. Then, for people who don't know about that, Jolt Cola was like the precursor to um, the official Dick Death Cakes. Uh, 90s beverage which is Surge it was a cola which is like cranked up with fucking caffeine and sugar it was like ridiculously and I don't remember being the best tasting 
but just because it would get you up. No, it tasted terrible. It would get you up, you know what I'm saying? So, and, and on top of that, they would come in these big bottles or cans, and when you crack the bottle, it goes... And, and then you down the, down the soda, and I mean, you chug that bitch, and I mean, just you be wired for hours. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that shit don't play. Don't cola, man. Yeah, it's gone. And then that's probably the best. I mean, I, I wanted Surge to come back. Jolt Cola, I mean, it's <laughs> a good reason why that's uh, You can gone. still get Jolt in places. You can still get Hell, Jolt in some places. you can still get Jolt in 2008. I remember a few places where you would see Jolt, but I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. I'm sure it's still around, but I mean, it's not... The, the, whereas, when there's Surge out there, we encourage you to go out there and get it. Jolt, not so much. <laughs> it's, it's not no, you're... It, if you never drink a jolt, you're you're good. Unless you're you just listening. need to drive for like 18 hours or something like that, you got a long trek ahead of you. You don't need jolt. But <laughs> we've all had jolt before. We're all man. Talk yeah. about yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, anyway, you know it cuts back. Now Billy is at home and he walks in, and Kate, of course, automatically sees the lipstick on the side of his face. But uh, she's kind of frustrated because. Because uh, Daffy is throwing a damn fit and breaking shit. <laughs> he's squeak. He's smashing Twinkies and sending cream across. <laughs> oh man! You know what? Spoiler alert, people! I love this movie, man. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> but he's over here smashing, like smashing ding dongs and smashing Twinkies, sending cream all over the place and laughing and just—he's like the blue. You remember Squeeze It? Remember the Squeeze It commercial? Remember the blue Squeeze It? Like, oh yeah out of his mind that's what he is and he's just making noise for no reason throwing chicken and throwing mashed potatoes the only thing he ate that she tried to give him was the corn and then everything else he threw at her but, yeah yeah like he comes home and she's like oh so how was your meeting and he doesn't notice the kiss mark on his face because why would he? he's an idiot and he's like oh yeah it was good he doesn't bother to tell her anything by the way and she's kind of I mean, Mm-mm. yeah, granted, she was frustrated about what's happening with, with Scooby-Dum, but at the same time, she lets it go way too easily. Yeah, she's kind of a pushover. I'm like, PPKs, like, you can have any guy you want, for real. I mean, well, you know, change the wardrobe of, of this freaking movie, because <laughs> the stuff they have yeah. you in here sucks. But again, you know, you can do better than, than, than Billy... If he's not, if he's yeah, go banging Miss Green. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you say, "Oh shit, this isn't, uh, this isn't in Gizmo." And they're like, "Oh fuck, that means he got wet." So you told me that we're gonna be any more of these things. And he's like, yeah. I, "Well, well, well uh, 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 if we act quick, maybe there won't be any more of them." Like, you know, at that point when you saw that wasn't him, you should have just pushed him outside right then and there just kill let him get him. let him get melted in the sunlight kill him why did you keep him why did you put him in the bag he was going to take him all the way back like, what are you keeping him for yeah kill Nothing him could come from this and so so they're they're like okay well we, we have to go back to to work because you know there's probably other ones there and as they're getting ready to leave there's a knock at the door they open the door and it's the Futtermans, and the, the Futtermans Futterman. come out with this fucking big ass camera with a flash bigger than the, the, 
<laughs> this is like a, a commercial uh, photography size fucking flash that she's got. Right. And she flashes like, where the hell it. do you get this in 1989? Yeah, and she takes a picture and she flashes it right in Phoebe Cates' face and she like grabs her face. She's all blind. So you think that that camera is going to be important, but it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. You would think, but it doesn't happen. And so, like, Mr. Uh, the Futterman, we didn't expect you till tomorrow, and I forget what his explanation for that was. The, he, he was having a, a military reunion with, uh, uh, I guess, the vets that, that he served with. Oh, Mr. Hooper? Yeah. And it, he, he said <laughs> and they, it is New York after this. <laughs> Holy oh, shit. shit. Oh, shit. There it is. Holy That's shit. That's why. So then he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, they they move the 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 reunion to today or to tomorrow, so we had to uh, leave early. And then he gives a kind of a clue, I think, where Kingston falls is because he says they had to ride a bus for for thirty eight hours. Okay, uh, I mean- on a Greyhound. 38 hours. I mean, well, okay, okay, okay. Let's, let's try to triangulate this. Okay, so from St. Louis to Destin, Florida, which is on the Gulf side of Florida, that's about 20 hour drive. So from New York to Kingston Falls, USA, 38 hours going which direction? Shit, we don't even know. I don't know. I mean, it, it's got to be Midwest because there was snow. Okay. There's a lot of snow, so it's got to be Midwest. It can't be, can't be South. I'm gonna put. So it are we talking like Ohio's too close? South Dakota, maybe. Ah, uh, that might be too far. Too far. Minnesota. I would say maybe Illinois or Minnesota. Yeah. We're trying to find it, man, but we don't have any idea. It's probably the same place as Smallville is, or not Smallville, <laughs> Metropolis, Spring- Springfield. Yeah, yeah Springfield. <laughs> Spring, they're probably within spitting distance of each other. Gotham City, Metropolis, Springfield, and, and Kingston Falls are all on the same map somewhere. And then whenever somebody tries to explain where they are, like it cuts to another comic panel. Yeah, like it. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know it it uh, the the Futterman show up. He's and he's like, oh god. Well, Mrs. Futterman says, you know, it. We, uh, Mr. Futterman is better, but he's got stress, and the doctor says he just oh, has to be real calm and this, that, and the other. PTSD, man. Yeah, and so like we thought they're you were trying dead. to like, oh, I ain't dead, but <laughs> <laughs> they tried to kill me. The Japs couldn't kill me. The damn gremlins ain't gonna do it. Yeah, so they're trying to get him out. And so they say that that uh, they can't spend the night there because because the uh, the house is getting or the apartment's getting fumigated. Yeah. And so they, they they can't say they have to go find a hotel. So he's like, oh yeah, you can't and be careful. Too, too many foreign bugs are coming into the country. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, foreign. bugs. I I get <laughs> you. Oh, you know, and before that, he's like, you know, they got Russians driving cabs in this city. Can you believe that shit? You know, yeah. if they, <laughs> if they drive, like, wow, good. I mean, good, back to the whole uh, when we're talking about storytelling. You know, the the, the Donald and some Russians put some gremlins in the 2016 election. So I mean, oh, he got. <laughs> 
Yeah, thank you for listening to the, the last Death Cakes podcast because I'm sure the Secret Service is going to be here any second. <laughs> he was like, he's like, calm down, Mary, calm down. You know, he's still a little jumpy after, uh, you know. He's like, oh, they killed me once, but they ain't going to kill me again. <laughs> he's like, we, he's like, we can go find a host. Oh, you know, better off, we can stay with Hooper. He lives around here. She's like, honey, Hooper passed away about three years ago. He's like, well, I did too, but I'm still here, God damn it. <laughs> oh, so it cuts back they are are now back at a uh, clamp network and they um are trying to oh wait a minute pause 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 because then he said something about which also pissed me off because again you know i don't know why his parents are visiting but the futtermans are but he said oh, oh your yeah. mom your mom says she's gonna write you she's not gonna call she's gonna write Hey, your mom's yeah, she's gonna, gonna write you. Your mom's gonna write you, and your dad. He says he's gonna write you too. He's got some adventures, like some reversible toilet paper. I said, "Good God!" What is happening? <laughs> Good night, folks. You can find us at www.notepadfm.com. Reversible toilet paper. Facebook.com slash no chip at jabfm. That's actually a good spot for a break. Oh, God. Reversible toilet As the star of this summer's wildest movie, take it from me. When you take your little gremlins on vacation, stay at a quality, comfort, clarion, or sleep hotel. Because gremlins 18 and under stay free, but never, never feed them after midnight. Hello, room service. <laughs> Kids 18 and under stay free when you call 800-221-2222. There's something special for your kids at Hardee's. With any sandwich, fries, and soft drink, get a Gremlin storybook and record for 99 cents or less plus tax. Collect all five of these read-along stories about Gizmo and his friends. It's here, Gremlin Uh, oh, folks, okay. we had to collect ourselves. Good God. This movie, man. <laughs> oh, reversible toilet paper. Oh, man. I don't even want to ask. Let's just move on. So, you know, it, it cuts to Billy and, and Kate. They, they're in, like, the bowels of the building trying to turn off the water. Dude, okay, now... You know, you know, no, no, never mind. I'll bring it up later. Go ahead. So okay. The- so yeah, they as they're t- turning off the water, Richard Picardo is in the control room and he sees that you know someone's messing with with the uh, water, and so, so he sends like security he just goes down there to shut the water off. <laughs> there is a you know uh, padlocked and chained up wall. This has to be an axe right there. He just goes at it with the axe. Yeah. Now you work there. You know what kind of security. This is the first smart building in the world, and you don't think that someone's gonna get alerted to that, right? They busted some guy at the beginning of the movie with with a smoke break that he wasn't supposed to take. You think they're gonna see you taking a hatchet to the <laughs> to the padlock yeah, to the water so, main? So then you know security comes down, and I think the security guard is he's somebody's brother. I want to say he's Dan Aykroyd's, but I might be wrong. 
but um, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd's brother. <laughs> but he he comes down and he he's like, you know, what are you doing, buddy? Blah blah blah. Then then Daffy jumps out and and bites the dude on the nose and um you know runs away and so you know Billy's like no we can't do you know you gotta stop him you gotta stop him before they eat at midnight blah 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 and he's like he already ate something a piece of my face you fucking idiot I'm gonna take you downtown yeah so so Billy ends up getting arrested and you get a quick shot of above them you already see the cocoons are up there and starting to bubble and and just date so I didn't realize it was already midnight but okay yeah, it cuts to the next morning, and Kate has bailed Billy out of jail, and and they open it, it. It cuts to the front of the the police station, and you see the paddy wet I can open up, but instead of prostitutes like you would think you would see coming out, it's a bunch of fucking mimes, <laughs> and they're miming all the way out of the fucking van. That's because there's PG-13 in this era. This is a PG movie. See, if it had made the first one, you might have seen some hoes get out of there. But it's 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 PG-13 or it's PG in the year 1990. So we got mimes. But why are they miming their ass out the van? And why are the cops are saying stop it? <laughs> because <laughs> because mimes, goddammit. <laughs> so so Billy's like, oh, you know, thank you for bailing me out. But how'd you afford it? And, and Kate says, I can't give him next month's rent. Yeah, we're going to be out on our ass next month. I hope you're happy about that. Yeah. So, you know, it cuts back and they just go back to work like normal. And, you know, Kate's giving a tour and Billy goes to talk to Richard Picardo. It says, you know. And meanwhile, there's a bunch of Mogwai out at the Froyo bar wheezing the juice. Oh, yeah. Before before (laughs) all this happens. I love that scene. Yeah, they're, they're at this this froyo place, and they're they're eating all the yogurt and stuff. And, um, but anyway, cuts back to the the morning. Billy is in the main office, and he's trying to tell them, you know, how to, uh, you know, how to stop these guys or stop the, the, these uh, creatures. And this is where. They ask all the questions that we asked last episode. You, yes, yes, yes. The, because they're kind of humoring him. Yeah. But at the same time, they're asking all the correct questions. They're like, well, what if he's 11 and something gets stuck in his teeth? But then he swallows it after midnight. So he didn't eat it after midnight. It's happened to be there. <laughs> it's like, yeah. or what if he crosses the time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what if he what crosses if he's the time on zone the plane? On the plane? Yeah, and he's like, it's always midnight somewhere, and so they're yeah, all my guests ask the questions, and they're asking all these questions. Billy's like, I didn't write the fucking movie, okay? <laughs> this is what it is. Yeah, so Billy's like, it's just the rules, it's the rules. <laughs> so then it it cuts to poor Gizmo roaming the the uh, the air vents, and he's walking around, and he's kind of having fun now. He's exploring and stuff. And he's not watching where, where he's going, and he he drops down a shaft and drops what maybe three stories and should have died. He should have splattered on the ground. But, but he but no he lands in a bunch of of uh, cocoon remnants because because uh, uh, Mohawk 
and Lenny and George have all changed and they're now full on gremlins. They haven't shown them yet. But, um, you know, they've all changed. The, the one cool thing you see as the cocoons are opening up, you see like their arms come out or you'll see a foot. But then, uh, it's Mohawks, gross, but it's not as bad as it was in the first one, huh? But then Mohawk's cocoon, you just see this like because Mohawk, the, the the gremlin designs, all of them look different as well. Yeah, and and Mohawk has this huge like fin, like a lionfish or a, a I don't know, like a dinosaur or something. It's this huge fin in in the back. And you just right. see it, it slice through his cocoon like a fucking switchblade just pops out. <laughs> and and Gizmo is is laying in, in these remnants and he's like, oh shit. Like, oh, Here we go again. <laughs> and as he's backing up and trying to see where, where they are, a hand just reaches out and grabs him by the head and yanks him away. So, yeah, and then while that's going on, then Billy and Kate, they're over there grabbing a bright, they're buying bright lights for defense mm-hmm. or whatever. And then Marla shows up and like just, just, just sandwiches herself right between them. It's like, hey, Billy, you last night was wonderful. We got to do it again. She's all throwing her body all on top of him and everything like that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, this is, this is Kate. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> this is Kate. And he's <laughs> like, oh, uh, I got to go. And she leaves. And he's yeah. like, yeah. That's uh, that's that's my boss or uh, the the lady I I work with, and Kate's just like, if we get through tonight alive, you're gonna wake up tomorrow sans testicles. <laughs> yeah, and but then she but then she lets it go, and then she, we're like, wait, what, what, what the fuck, Kate? She she lets it go and goes to work, and Billy is still trying to. Well, Billy's talking to, you know, the people in the control room and they're talking. He's like, well, what if this happens? Well, no, no, no. What if this happens? And so they're they're trying to, you know, all of these theories about the eating. And then all fucking sudden, Mohawk comes smashing through this thing, (laughs) bites this dude on the fucking neck, (laughs) bites him on the neck and then punches him in the face. Oh, man. And that is really the only jump scare in this movie. Yeah, because uh, spoiler alert, people, this movie isn't scary. It's just it it just goes off the rails. But we're not. I mean, you might think it's off the rails already. You ain't seen shit yet, so just keep. Yeah, listening. no, it, it's not. And as this is happening, Kate is giving a tour, and this is where I said that I think the the clamp cable network is a bunch of is its own separate network of channels because you see her walking through the studio and there's an archery channel and then they go into yeah. the cooking cha- which is also <laughs> I mean all, all the, the, these all specialized channels is, is fucking foretelling what was coming because all the, these channels that we have now we didn't have back in the 80s and 90s I mean you're right I mean it, it's like that uh, the outtakes from uh uh, Anchorman, when when <laughs> Will Ferrell is is, is do, doing a, a interview for ESPN, and he's like a channel just for sports. No one's going to watch that. Yeah. You know? 
but yeah. that's exactly what this is. And then you see, you know, Kate go takes this a uh, this tour group, including we we talked about the Chinese. Uh, so here's yeah. your Japanese stereotype. Japanese, yeah, it's a uh, God. What's that guy's name? He was in a bunch of movies. You know what's Yeah, he um, he is your stereotype stereotypical Japanese tourist with a bunch of cameras and he's taking flash pictures and vi- he's got like four different cameras around his neck or, including a video camera. He's addicted to flash photography. He cannot stop. You know, it's all going in the corner. He has to flash everything. He's taking pictures of like like the size of walls. He's taking pictures of the floor paneling. He's just anything he can get on camera, he's taking it. Yeah. And so he's you know he's taking all all these pictures and stuff, and and they're in the in the cooking channel booth. This 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 cooking channel. They got this show on called Micro Microwave with Marge. Yeah, this is like Trailer Trash Emerald. Because oh god, it's so disgusting. She's cooking. Cooking shit in the microwave, like taking bologna and bean dip and mashing it together, and then throwing it in the microwave. But then she's also <laughs> taking cooking sherry and dumping in there. And why I say emeralds? Because she says some people use little. I use a lot. She dumps all this cooking sherry in there, and then takes the hit off the bottle, takes it to the head herself. Yeah, and she's getting absolutely wasted off cooking wine. <laughs> I was dying. I'm like this. Yeah, and then making this huge pot of noodles and and processed cheese product, <laughs> and I mean it, it's a it, it's a comically large pot, and of course you're thinking, well, there's a gremlin in there. Of course, there's a gremlin in there. But course, this brings back what we what we talked about last time when when Billy's mom tried to give Gizmo soup. Soup is liquid. Yes. Water and soup. Daffy is in this pot. <laughs> Why is he not sprouting all kinds of gremlins? I don't know. I don't get it. But, but he's, he's not until until uh, Lenny and George come out and they start throwing metal shit in the microwave and start a fire. So that, of course, hits the sprinklers and then they start sprouting gremlins. Now, this this is pretty gross because whenever they whenever the gremlins multiplied you never really saw it happen like you saw a stripe jump in the pool and then you saw his pool start smoking and glowing mm-hmm. like this time you see him get wet and you actually see the little pustules start to like form little baby gremlins like the uh like 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 the matrix with the people in the uh in the cells yeah uh and you see that and they start shooting off but even before that happens like like when they start tearing up the set and she's live on camera she's like ah ah what's going on and she takes off but then she grabs the she grabs the cooking wine and runs <laughs> and grabs it and she just stands there watching while everybody else is standing there and you know our Japanese tourist is taking pictures of the whole shit and then uh she's and, and TPK starts telling him it's not part of the show stop it stop it and then he goes <laughs> and then <laughs> And then she goes, they're putting metal in the microwave. You can't do that. Like, no, you can't. But I mean, also, you've got monsters jumping out of your soup and out of the cabinet. and something like that. <laughs> that's 
<laughs> that's what you're worried about? Like, yeah. why aren't you running? You're sitting there watching it. And then, did you also notice that one of them was in there raiding the cabinets, eating everything in the cabinets? And one was a cereal cabinet. And there was a... <laughs> and there was <laughs> there was a box of Nintendo cereal in there. No. Yeah. I miss that. Like, everything is generic, except for the Nintendo cereal, except for one other box. And you open something, it's like, What's this? Crunch berries? <laughs> and they fill the metal in the microwave and explodes and sets off the sprinklers and then that's moving back to where we were when everything when they started they started uh multiplying in the water yeah and so they're, they're multiplying and so kate and the the japanese guy run out because you know they, they're the last ones to leave and kate's like oh fuck here we go now and and then it goes well what? Go no, ahead. no, you go ahead. I was gonna say. Then it goes to Mohawk is the most violent out out of this group. I, I think he's more violent than uh, than Stripe even. But he divides his time between fucking around and then just fucking with Gizmo. Yeah, because he has gotten a hold of Gizmo oh. and he has strapped Gizmo into a copy machine. It's just making copies of Gizmo's face. Hey, Xerox and Gizmo—that's torture right there. Because you know they don't like bright. But light. how they is keep a bright light just keep flashing back and forth? How is it not killing him? Well, because sunlight kills him. Bright light—they just don't like it. Um, I'll get back to it later because that's not completely true. Well, you know this—you know this movie breaks its own rules all the time, but so. We're gonna stick with that one for now. We'll 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 go contradict it later. Okay. All right. <laughs> so so then it cuts again to to a trunk clamp, <laughs> and he he's in his office and he's sitting there and he's he hits the intercom to talk to his secretary and he's like, I need to do some uh, some memos, and so his secretary is eating lunch and typing on this tiny ass screen computer, and there's a gremlin under her desk. The gremlin puts a mouse trap inside her sandwich, and so she takes a bite, and you just hear a scream as he, uh, as a, I don't know if it got her tongue or whatever, but you just hear a scream, and Clamp goes outside like, you know, what was that? And he just sees this gremlin sitting there, going A B C D. <laughs> <laughs> he turns around. The gremlin turns around. And goes, want some coffee? And throws this coffee pot at Clamp's like, head. steaming hot-ass coffee, man. Like, yo. And that's the thing yeah. about this, these gremlins versus the other ones. Now, like we said, there was a fair amount of just hijinks in the first one. But at the same... But mm-hmm. for the most part, they knew what they were doing. This time, I mean, they're just like... They're just, they're just stinkers in this one. They're just... They're just... Yeah. They're, they're just fucking with people. You know? Yeah, which... You know, is kind of what gremlins are supposed to do, according to you know, they're not monsters; they they just mess with people. But um, oh, I got I got to cut back because this is one of the things that I genuinely got to laugh at was ju- just before the situation with Clamp. Uh, Kate is in an elevator. Oh, and oh, the gremlins have oh, taken. I forgot taken about control that. Of the elevator and. You know, the because it's a smart building, there are no buttons. You just have to say what floor you want to go right. to. And so Kate get gets on and then um you know, Kate says floor whatever. 
and you hear, hear a gr- gremlin go, you know, whatever the floor, like, I guess it was four or whatever it was. You hear gremlin go four. <laughs> and, and then it starts going up, 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 and it starts going up really fast. And then she goes, elevator, stop. And then she goes, elevator, sound alarm. And so the gremlins start going, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> and I just, that, that was a genuine laugh for me right there. Well, yeah, now that was funny, but at the same time, my whole thing was, now why the hell, Kate, in a building infested with gremlins that are causing mechanical electrical failures all over the place, would you get into an elevator? I don't know. Like, you were as dumb as your dead daddy. That's what your, that's what your problem is. <laughs> God damn it, Kate. Yeah, I don't know why she did it, but I just that that was my one genuine laugh. What was was that little scene? But uh, anyway, cuts back to uh, Clamp and Clamp. You know he he dodges the the coffee and he go, goes out there because the gremlin has snuck off. Gremlin pops up behind him, and so they start wrestling. And he goes over to this. He he wrestles it and brings it over to this paper shredder. <laughs> and you see this. He he dunks it in the paper shredder, and it's it's not even like blue slime or goo. I don't know what it is. It's too thick to be. I don't, I, I don't know what it. Is. It almost looks like. Do you remember the uh, the Play-Doh uh, playmaker thing? And you, you squeeze the tube, and and then it it makes like a Play-Doh snake come out. Oh, it, the uh, the Fun Factory. Yeah, it looks like that. It looks like Fun yeah. Factory uh, Play-Doh coming out the bottom. But then on top, it's all this liquid <laughs> blood shit, and it's squirting everywhere. Ah uh, man, it looks like Doctor Dreadful, like those yeah. little, little potion drinks. And this is that's the first Gremlin to die, I think, officially I... on screen. As far as I know, yeah, I think I think that was the first one. Yeah, and so then it it goes back to the elevator, and Daffy is messing with the elevator controls. He makes the elevator go up to sixty three, and it, it drops back down to the ground floor. And all the gremlins that were underneath it and above it, they all get smashed. And somehow Phoebe Cates is alive. Doesn't Don't know die. how, but she's still here. Yeah. And so, this is where it gets really off the wall, because um, it cuts back to the genetics lab, and you Oh, see- no, 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 before that, before that, to me, this is the real turning point, because also on the CCN, you get this, you get the show called The Movie Police. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, and The Movie Police... He starts he's <laughs> he starts talking about the movie Gremlins and saying it just got released on on VHS. It's a terrible movie. He doesn't understand why you want to see these horrible creatures destroy these innocent people and all of a sudden the Gremlins jump in and they start and, and they start attacking the set and attacking him. He's like, "Oh no, it was just it was just a joke. It was just I'm I'm kidding." Okay. And so this is where it goes completely meta. Yeah. And well, it and, and they're just and the the that's when the script is like, you know what? Fuck it. And this is it becomes Return of the Killer Tomatoes, bitch. Like, that's what this movie... And you know what? I love Return of the Killer Tomatoes. And you know what? That's when I realized, okay, Gremlins 2, you've got my money. And you know... <laughs> if, I, if I find this on DVD, I'm buying it. 
you know who that that uh, guy is. That's mm. Leonard Malton, who is a who he. I don't know if he's still alive or not, but he is a big name uh, uh, movie reviewer. I mean, in in the the eighties and nineties, he was one of the big four. It was um, it was Siskel Niebert, Leonard Malton, and then that guy. God, he 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 was a, a Jew, Jewish guy. He had glasses and a, a, a handlebar mustache, and then he had really weird big Jufro. I forget his name, okay. but those were like the go-to um, movie reviewers back in the day. The thing is, I remember I, I recognized the name as you say that, but I didn't. I don't. I never knew the face to the name, so no, yeah. I didn't recognize. That, and no. and. That was his actual review of of Gremlins One. Wow. Well, see, there you go. But they they we'll got him. About this. <laughs> this movie goes meta, and like I said, it becomes like Return of the Killer Tomatoes, and to where they're like referencing the first one and breaking the fourth wall and shit. I'm like, oh god, this this movie, this is a masterpiece. <laughs> I'm I'm totally bought in now. I'm like I'm 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 strapped in. Take me on the roller coaster ride. Let's go. Yeah. Well, speaking of tomatoes, it goes back to the genetics lab, and this one scientist is like, "Hey, <laughs> look at these new tomatoes that I've created. Uh, they they bounce, so they won't get damaged during shipping." And he's like, "Oh, that's great." And they they uh, the two twins, and then this other scientist, they turn around and they see a gremlin with the with the uh, serum for these these uh, bouncy vegetables and you know he drinks it and I don't know this isn't how genetics work at all you don't drink a potion and then it happens automatically <laughs> in this movie like, you do there's open vials everywhere and they just take him to the head yeah but this is the part where this movie could have done something really cool and if it would have been taking itself seriously, it could have been a really great film, but it doesn't. Because then, you know, the the gremlin drinks this stuff, and he turns into a vegetable. Like, vegetables start popping out of his face. He turns into a vegetable gremlin. He's got lettuce leaves for ears, and, you know, his face is made up of peppers and tomatoes and all this other shit. Yeah. So then, you see all of these other gr- gremlins are now in here and they're drinking all these potions <laughs> you see this one gremlin grab well first Christopher Lee comes in and he's carrying a giant pod that that is a, a pod from uh, that old 50s movie Attack of the Pod People a or pod whatever people, it's called yeah. yeah so it's one of those and he's like what's going on here and he's like I, I don't know these things they just started you know uh, I mean, here we don't know what they are. That they're not one, one of our ex- experiments or anything. And so he turns around and he sees that this brown gremlin by this brain serum. And he's like, "That's not the uh, brain booster, is it?" Gremlin drinks it and starts shaking and quivering and slamming his head against the desk. He goes underneath the desk and he pops back up. And Did you notice that when he falls down behind the desk, he throws up a middle finger? No. Yeah, he does. I missed all of that. 
<laughs> yeah, as he falls down, like his middle finger goes up and then he comes back up. And I was yeah. like, oh, no, go ahead. Cause, no, no, finish. Well, I was like, he drank this brain serum and I'm thinking, if he starts talking like a regular person, I'm going to die laughing. And lo and behold, the motherfucker did. And, I and not laughing. only a reg- regular person, that is Tony Randall doing the voice of brain. Tony Randall, who was uh, he, he was in the Odd Couples in the 70s. He, you know, he's had he, he was a renowned actor at the time. But you know, he is talking in this faux British accent, and he's he one should have been the leader instead of Mohawk, but he's not. But um, then he walks over and he sees this other this other gremlin drinks this bat serum and grows these giant bat wings and then this is the part where I said the movie could have done something really interesting are you talking about he goes the, uh... over he goes over to this genetic sunblock yes and injects the, this uh, bat gremlin with it and and uh, says okay now you go go out to the big apple and explore so the bat the bat goes out and as he slams into the the wall he makes the batman symbol because of course he does but you know yeah. i thought the same thing i thought when he found that i thought all the grandmas were gonna take this and then i was like oh yeah man, they're not gonna be with right with bright light and then but then wouldn't just, that be a much better movie if, if if they all took that genetic sunblock and then they had to find some other new way to kill these things? Honestly, I thought that's I mean, where it was going, but it's not. I really no, thought that's where it was going. they forget about it. They completely forget about it and let it go, and, and it's whatever. You just saw a gremlin in broad fucking daylight. Yes. Use that the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then... They, they just let it go and you know it cuts to outside and the Futtermans are touring around outside and <laughs> this is the best part I don't know if this is on purpose is or what but you, you see them on this and I don't know if this was actually filmed in New York or on a set but you see um, Mr. Futterman that they're they're looking at a a, a church <laughs> And and just <laughs> over the side of the church, Mr. Farmer goes, What is that? What's that? And it's the background that coming over the side of the church. And this is like a, our Home Alone 2 discussion. New York is a huge place. The fact that this gremlin <laughs> has gone out of this building and found the Futtermans, the only other people who have ever seen these monsters before, is ridiculous. It but is. if I. But god damn it, this is Gremlins 2 we're talking about. So yeah. I, mean, I buy it. <laughs> Go ahead. Go find it, the Futtermans. It, it finds the Futtermans and it um, starts attacking him. And this is so fucking funny because it, it sort of splits between a practical puppet sort, sort of attacking him to where you see him reacting to something that isn't there. And then they obviously animated a. a the cartoon of the the bat gremlin later whenever right. the cartoon is there and he's pretending to fight it off the the extras that are walking around the street 
they're, they're not acting in horror like, oh my god, there's a giant bat monster. They're looking at Mr. Futterman like, what the hell is his problem? What are you doing? Why, why are you flailing your arms around like that? And it, it's not until Futterman grabs the bat and throws it into this new concrete that, that's being poured that people are actually right. looking and say, oh my god, there's a giant bat monster. <laughs> and they don't react properly to that at all. I mean, you see that everybody should be running and screaming and shitting their pants. No, they're I, watching I mean, it like, oh wow, this is pretty cool. I know it's supposed to be New York, and New Yorkers aren't phased by anything, but still. But these are tourists, though. Yeah. But then, anyway. you know, you you see the bat. It it kind of flies, and it it flies its way up to the top of this church and then the the cement hardens enough to where it's just stuck as a statue now it's yeah, a gargoyle it's... on top of this uh, church and then Keith David's voice comes in and goes dirty motherfucker you <laughs> <laughs> dirty motherfucker <laughs> and we live again but uh then it it cuts back to the, the clan building. You see everyone freaking out. You see, you see that Ed George is now smoking a cigar like George Burns, and he has built this giant gremlin out of Legos. Which he foretold, he foretold Lego dimensions. I think it that that was an actual set that you could buy, or I I remember see, seeing that Ed Gremlin thing in stores before. It probably I wouldn't doubt it, but. Oh, and, and also, like right before that too, you see like um, Kate get free of the elevator and take off running, and then uh, there's a gremlins like all over the place, and she's like, you know, kind of fighting their way through and kind of charging through, and then one of them just happens to be there with the uh, <laughs> with the overcoat on, and it flashes her, and they give her flashbacks to the bar. The yeah, bar I, the first one, and she place kicked that motherfucker like off to the side of the, <laughs> on the other side of the mall. The the look on her face, you know what would have been great? It would have been great if, if that uh if that music from Kill Bill would have come, come on. Oh whenever, man. Whenever, whenever the bride sees one of the the uh the fearsome five or whatever. Yeah, the, the crazy eight. Yeah, man. That yeah, would have been awesome. But you know, we didn't have that frame of reference back then yet. But and then and then here's what she does. She doesn't pulls the fire alarm and gets everybody to start evacuating. Now Oh yeah! Now, now, now. Here's the thing. Remember how this all started with Billy going in there trying to bash his way into the water main and destroy, uh, you know, and and, and got himself arrested. Mm-hmm. And he's telling everybody, "We got to evacuate the building." He's like, "No, we're going to take you downtown and put you in the nut house." Well, you know, if they would have pulled the fire alarm from the beginning, they could have avoided yeah. all that problem and then could have just, you know, solved it all. Yeah. I, I love that fire alarm though because it's not like an alarm sound. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's an, an announcer. Fire. No, it's not even that. He the the thing goes fire. Nate nature's most dangerous wonder. Oh yeah, and then it's just <laughs> oh, it's doing all these <laughs> metaphors for fire. He's like fire is so dangerous, and this building is on fire. So run for your life. This is the apocalypse. Oh man! <laughs> and and someone, some 
one of the employees goes, the building's on fire? And the voice goes, yes, the building is on fire. <laughs> God, I love it. Oh. <laughs> so it oh. cuts back to Billy and Richard Picardo. They, they found Christopher Lee and they start talking. And I never saw this in theaters, but this is actually a pretty cool thing that happened. Well, the like kind of right before that though when they find him and he's saying I'm never going to hurt another living thing again some things man we're just not meant to splice and then I just started dying laughing I'm like you mean like you mean like pig and elephant DNA I'm sorry children but pig and elephant DNA just won't splice haven't you ever heard that song by Loverboy which song is that pig and elephant DNA just won't splice however maybe I could help you add a few asses to that swine of yours yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, but then they start oh. to say something else, and then the 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 the, the real starts having problems. Yeah, the, the her voices start to distort, and then the real kind of like freezes, and then it like melts. And if if you were in the theaters in the nineties and that happened, you would. You would think, oh my god, you know something's wrong. Hey, you hey, know, but we both had. You remember that album, that that uh that group Crew, the album called The Dirty Thirty. Yeah, remember the last track, Lives with My Crew, and toward the end, mm-hmm. toward the end, it, depending on if they had the CD or the tape, it would do something different. Like if you had a tape, it would start sound like the like your Walkman or whatever your machine we were playing out of was eating the tape. If you had a CD, your CD would sound like it would start skipping and fucking up. Oh, I didn't know the tape did that too. Yeah, because I had the tape initially. I bought the CD afterward, but yeah, same thing. That's what happens here. Yeah, and so then you you think, oh shit, you know, something's wrong with the the movie, and then all of a sudden a gremlin pops up, or uh, the shadow of a gremlin pops up, and then they start making shadow puppets. (laughs) You're right. It's it's uh, and then one of them pops up and it's got a movie reel and it just starts screaming nudie nudie <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the movie changes the movie changes to like this like 50s beach movie it's like it's like a naked beach party or something like that yeah but what's crazy so is just, like you see someone like storm out of the of the movie they're like sir how can you show this to people and he's like I just show the movies I don't make them and then someone else comes in, or the the projectionist. He comes out. He's like, the gremlins are taking over. They've taken over the projection room. They want to show nothing but Snow White. I'm like, uh, that ain't Snow White. They're watching not in this episode, not in this one. Yeah, <laughs> they're watching big-breasted girls go to the beach and take their tops off. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of Return of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. But then the the manager's like, all right, I'll take care of it. So he goes in the theater. And he's got at his little flashlight, and he's looking around, and he finds none other than Terry Hogan himself. <laughs> he, he, he goes, Hulk, uh, we, we've you've got gremlins in in the projection booth. Can you do something? What gremlins? And Hulk, Hulk is in the theater where the problems are. <laughs> Hulk is watching the the volleyball holiday movie, so he knows that the movie is fucking up and the, this other movie is being shown but he's like what what are you talking well, gremlins well, no, well, well knowing what kind of movies that he would go on to make he didn't have a problem with what was being shown well no I'm not saying he 
had a problem with it, but he should have noticed that something was happening. Because then he he starts. He, he's like, people come here to to watch a movie, drink cold soda, eat hot popcorn, and he starts do, doing a you know a wrestling speech. Yeah, he cuts the promo, man. He like goes the fuck off, and then he rips his shirt like. Yeah, he rips his shirt off. <laughs> And then he, he's like, "Now if you don't start showing Gremlins two again, you know I'm the the Grimster's gonna have to deal with the Hulkster." And then he looks straight at the camera. He's like, "Sorry, folks, the movie will be right back." He turns around, he sits down, and then the movie starts again. Then he says, "Oh, too much pork." Oh fuck, <laughs> Linda and Negroes. Too many Negroes sitting. <laughs> da 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 da. So then it it cuts to the the TV station and and Grandpa Fred is like looking around trying to see what's going on, and then he gets the bright idea. Well, he he starts watching a news broadcast because the whole building shut down, nobody can right. come in. So he's like, "Well, wait a second, you know, I'm a broadcaster, I'll I'll report the news from inside, you know." Right? Because I don't know, do we? Am I blanking, or did we talk about this beginning where he said he wished he could have done news, but he's stuck doing this stupid ass monster movie show? No, we didn't mention and, that. Okay, well, yeah, that's the whole thing, and so and so he says, "Fuck it." So he's like, he's gonna start covering the news from inside again. Speaking of Return of the Killer Tomatoes, because the yeah, <laughs> if people don't remember, Igor was was who was this really clean cut blonde like the handsome guy <laughs> in that movie <laughs> he was more like a news anchor and so they drive this truck around like it was a garbage truck they drove around town and he like put he's like oh you mean the KIGR news van because he wanted to be on the news <laughs> and so like god damn it man I feel like I feel like Joe Dante watched me turn to the Killing Tomatoes and said that's going to be my Gremlins too since they don't want Gremlins 1 again <laughs> I don't know what Joe Dante was smoking, but well, you know what he was smoking. Yeah, it was the eighties. Yeah. So, so then he, uh, you know, Grandpa Fred walks outside. And he's like, "Oh, I, I, you know, I'm gonna get this done." And as he's walking outside, he walks past the safety channel. And you see this guy all all in bandages and and uh, bandages and a. Uh, Oh shit! What am I? I'm blanking. Uh, crutches, and he's walking out. And then this other guy is like trying to help him walk along. And Grandpa's looking around, looking around. Who does he see? The Asian guy. And he, he's like, "Hey, do you know how to work a camera?" The Asian guy goes, "Work a camera? I am a camera." He's like, "Okay, he come said, on, you're coming with me." He's a lot of Japanese tourists in the '80s flick. What the hell do you think, white boy? Yeah. Let's go. So. So they they go and you know get a camera, and Billy and Billy Richard Picardo and Christopher Lee are still in the genetics lab just watching the chaos ensue. They see this one gremlin grab this red serum that's got an electric uh, electricity symbol on there. <laughs> he drinks it and turns into a straight up electric cartoon. Oh yeah, because that was the one at the beginning where they said too many rats in New York but if we could use them to power a light bulb maybe we could put them to use so they were trying to give that to the rats to make them to, to make them generate electricity yeah 
So then, you know, as they're, they're watching all this stuff, they see, or um, you see the backside of another gremlin. And it starts at the feet. Somehow she has heels already. And it goes up wearing a dress, long, long green hair. It is a female gremlin who has just drank the male to female potion. It, um, it turns around and sees Richard Picardo instantly falls in love with him and just starts kissing him and, and Richard Picardo runs off and he, and the, the gremlin's like holding, it starts humping his leg. Uh, and he's like, yeah. why won't you commit? That why is- won't you commit? It's like, don't fight the feeling. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, so Richard Ricardo leaves, and Christopher Lee and, and Billy are standing there, and, and he's like, we, we need to find something to fight. And Picard, or, uh, Lee says, oh yeah, I've got uh, assault we- weapons in the cabinet. It's a hobby yeah. of mine. Oh, yeah. Thanks a lot, asshole. You know, while you were sitting there watching this watching the the, 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 the the brain serum gremlin talk and do all this stuff, you could have broken out those guns a long time ago or just sprayed everything up. Yeah. But he he doesn't and you know, he, he goes to to the cabinet, he opens the cabinet and reaches in. When he pulls his arm out, there's a gremlin that has eaten his whole hand. It's just like <laughs> on his arm. And and Billy pulls it off and his, his hand, hands all bloody. All of a sudden, the electric gremlin comes out of the light socket and shocks him and kills him. <laughs> the, le- the, the gremlin starts to go towards Billy, but Billy grabs the phone and points the phone at the gremlin. So the gremlin goes into the phone line, which that's not how electricity works. Did you all hear what that's he why just- phones? <laughs> Did you all hear what he just said? An electric gremlin. Shocked Christopher Lee and killed him, but then he sucked him into the phone and put him on hold. <laughs> He's stuck in the phone. <laughs> so he's tra- this electric gremlin is traveling through the phone lines, and um, oh my god! Billy's like, "Wow, I can't." Well, he doesn't say, say it, but he's like looking at the the burnt up phone. All of a sudden, he gets shot at. And he turns around, and Mohawk is there with a fucking machine gun. So he runs out of the lab. Mohawk turns and sees this spider serum. So he, you know, he takes it and goes down this hallway, drinks the spider serum. He becomes a giant spider gremlin. Yeah, um, that's sick. Yeah. At the same time, um, somehow Mister Clamps' uh, offices. Ever since that, that first gremlin got, got in, there haven't been any other gremlins. He's got a shower and everything in there. He's able to stay safe enough to where he can take a shower and clean the gremlin blood off him and put on new clothes. <laughs> when he puts on these new clothes, his hair is all slicked back, and he looks so much like Donald Trump Jr. I mean, it, the the hair is exactly the same. It's... It's, it's ridiculous. Perfect. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, you know what else we forgot to talk Well, you know what? This is kind of around the same time. Because while that's going on, he's talking about trying to keep this under wraps. And then he sees that uh, that Grandpa Fred is now broadcasting from inside. And he's like, oh, yeah. fuck. But before that, <laughs> before that, you know, 
callback to uh, John Aston, who we said was the original Gomez Adams on the Adams Family show. Uh, they've got they've got Gizmo tried the, the Gremlins have Gizmo tied to the train tracks, and they crash the trains into him. <laughs> like, what Gomez Adams would have done with two trains? Yeah, I feel and... like they did that just because he was in that bit part of the movie. And so then Billy is saying, you know, we gotta, you know, figure something out. And then they look over, and one of the the sockets is starting to glow. And so Billy goes, look out, and grabs another phone, and sucks the electric grilling into the the light or into the phone again, and puts him on hold. <laughs> it's not how electricity works. Oh, it's amazing. It's not how electricity works. It is great, and so and uh, the uh, the Donald is saying like, okay. I never thought I was gonna you have to use this, but it's time. And so he goes and puts a video on at the American flag. He just stands there saluting the the video and says like, "Now that it's the end of civilization, CCN is going off the air. It's been great." And I'm like, "God, man, for the foreshadowing." It's like 2017. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And he's like, "Man, you know, th- this is bad." And Bill is like, "No, you know, is, is there any way to?" to set the clocks forward because you know they're gonna go outside when when it gets dark but if we can set set the clocks ahead and trick them into all going outside we we can burn them up in the sun and he's like yeah i can do do that he's like okay well you need to do that and then you need we, we need to find a way to get outside to like cover up the windows so it looks like it's night outside did you also notice like, oh did you also notice he said he's trying to figure out what time the sunset he's like uh 7 32 when the sun sets in new york he's like wait so we should make our room around 4 20 he's like oh yeah i like that like cool. yeah <laughs> yeah okay yeah <laughs> i bet you do yeah quentin's your buddy so so he's like he's like oh i can finally use my secret exit <laughs> And, and, and while the, they're making this plan, you see Gizmo is still tied to the tracks, but then you hear a voiceover from Ram- Rambo, which is actually a callback to the beginning of the movie, where there's this part in Rambo 2 where uh, Stallone says, uh, some, uh, so- sometimes uh, when you're in war, you have to become war right. or something like that. And so he's all, he's all resolved now. So he gets out of these ropes and he starts trying to train himself. He's lifting weights and he's punching the speed bag and knocking himself over. That bell came from. He starts trying to get his weight up and he smashes through something and then he's punching. He punches the speed bag and gets <laughs> gets the speed bag, knocks him across the room, and when it comes back, yeah, yeah, and then you know you see like. A block away, it cuts outside. About a block away is um, th- this tree coming out of the sidewalk. All of a sudden, the, the tree starts to <laughs> lift up, and it's this secret elevator. And Clamp pops out. The news people turn around and you know start talk talking to Clamp. He's like, "What? What about the little green monsters?" He's like, "I don't know anything about little green monsters. Don't worry. You know, we're handling this and that and the other." Futterman is outside the building and sees Clamp come up. He sees that the elevator has not gone back down, which I would think 
if if I'm a billionaire and I have a secret entrance, I would make sure that that uh, that entrance goes back down before I get exactly. out. But he doesn't, and it's just there. So Futterman gets in, and well, because Futter, Futterman tried to get in the front door. He's like, I fought these things before. I know how to kill them. And the cop was like, you know, yeah, you keep talking, and I'm I'm gonna take you downtown. <laughs> right. So, so Futterman has gotten in in, in his elevator. Now he's in the building. So it cuts again to to Gizmo, and he is still there. Still Rambo, sort, sort of playing in his head. Another Rambo quote plays, and he starts making a bow and arrow out of uh, out of a paperclip and a rubber band. Right. And as he's doing that, there's a TV in the background, and you see you see Grandpa Fred talking <laughs> to the brain. This gremlin. is fucking great. <laughs> and the, the brain, the brain gremlin is like, you know, what do you want? He's like, well, first of all, we we want what everybody else has. We want civilization. We want to be able to go out into New York and do this. We want we want uh uh. Uh, low interest credit e- even though we've been turned down <laughs> in the past and we want to, <laughs> we want dinette sets oh and this, this that and the classic he's like we want we want tickets to to Broadway shows we we want uh the he, he says something about and the the muggings and and the violence in, in New York I guess we can see that for free <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, yeah. uh, he, he's talking, and as he's talking, this other gremlin wearing this stupid bean. Was there a beanie gremlin in the, in the last uh, one? Not that I remember. I think there was. I mean, may, or maybe not. But it is kind of like the scene with the with gremlin the that was yeah. smoking, and then the gremlin with the puppet comes up. But Brain Gremlin's just sitting there talking, ha- having this discussion with uh, Fred. And this other gremlin in this beanie comes up, just going, gur, 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 gur. Brain pulls out this pistol and just shoots him in the face. And he just goes back to he talking. He goes on talking to us. You know what I did there? Was that symbolized? No, it wasn't. We want the chance to become similar. <laughs> yeah. like, Yo, like, you can end the movie right here. I'm good. I'm like, that was great. Oh, man. Yeah, and. And then uh, Billy has been kidnapped. I, we forgot to talk about that, but Billy gets That's hit right. on the head, and he ends up in. Um, apparently, there's a dentist office in the in the again. Building. Why that's here? I don't know. There's just so much stuff that doesn't belong in the building that's here. Yeah, but then Daffy's there, and then um. Daffy has him tied down and then Daffy says a sentence which I don't know if it's from another movie or what um what does he say what did he say I don't remember I'm trying to pull this up oh he says is it safe which I don't know if that's from a a quote from another movie or Uh, what I don't know but then uh Futterman comes in and he he flashes you know those big dentist likes he flashes that in Daffy's face and Daffy runs away he frees Billy um then they start trying to figure out this plan 
as as they're walking around the building trying to find Kate, they hear scream, and uh, his boss, the the redhead, got trapped in in a uh, Mohawk's spider webs. Right. As as she's screaming for help, Kate finds her, and Kate starts trying to you know cut her loose, and Mohawk shows up. Well, not initially. She just goes. She's like, I don't know if I should free you or leave you here. And she's like, Look, there's nothing going on between me and Billy. Well, okay. I try to put the moves on him, but I can get the first base. She's like, Okay, it'll do. Look, yeah. no, you just again. She just let it go so fast. It's like, Yeah, okay. So you tried to fuck my man, and you didn't make it. But you're not telling me that he didn't resist you. I mean, I don't know what's going on between the two of you. I should leave you here to die. He just says, Okay, that'll do. Yeah, and it, but yeah, but then that's when Mohawk comes back, and they're pretty much screwed. Yeah, he he's got him cornered, and Billy and Futterman are running, but they're not going to make it. All of a sudden, the one of the grates pops open, and you see Gizmo with a with, with a bandana around his head, and he's got an arrow made out of a pencil and white out. He takes a match and he lights a a, a rope. Or a, a, not a rope, a, a rag that's coming out of the whiteout bottle. Sets it on fire, and he, uh, uh, Mohawk, looks up and sees Gizmo, and says Gizmo's name. Gizmo fires the arrow and kills Mohawk. Sets Is whiteout flammable? I don't know. I'm not I mean, sure. I know it's toxic. I don't know. What- but okay, sure, movie. Unless, sure, unless he sure, put something else, unless he put something else in the bottle, I don't know. Well, I mean, we got everything else going on in this movie that makes no goddamn sense. Why? Why? Why not? <laughs> why not? I'll take it. Yeah, and so you know, um, Billy sees Gizmo in in the vent, and he grabs Gizmo, and and um, Futterman's like, "What's wrong with him?" Billy goes, I don't know. I guess they just pushed him too far. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, I completely forgot this, though. In this in the scene where where Gizmo is making his bow and arrow, there's a close up of his hands and you can totally see that it is two human fingers, even though they have they've got like four fingers. They've got regular digits right yeah they do but when it it's a close up of, of Gizmo creating the the bow and arrow he's got two fingers and a thumb but they are human fingers that they have put in some sort of <laughs> apparatus so it looks like it, it's gremlin hands and it's pulling it apart but the fingers are way too big to work with yeah. the with the but you and you know and, and is doing the forced perspective thing, so it's right up at up at the cam- camera, so it looks like it's tiny little hands, but it doesn't work. So nah, not so much, but hey. So it cuts back to the lobby. All the gremlins have assembled in the lobby now. Oh wait a minute! No, we forgot about when when <laughs> they're still up there in the vents, and uh, Kate was freaking out. And Butterman's like, "Come on, we can beat this thing." You know, our forefathers didn't give up. Washington didn't give up. Lincoln didn't give up. And then Kate has an episode. 
it's it's Christmas Christmas all over she oh don't say Lincoln oh why not he's like why not he's like because when I was because one day on Lincoln's birthday some guy came up to me in the park and I was eating peanut butter I was in a peanut butter phase and 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 he came up to me and he, he said, you know, what are you doing, little girl? And and Boo's like, Kate, no, no, no. He was like, <laughs> I died laughing. It's a fucking Santa Claus. I mean, <laughs> Billy was like, honey, let's cut it out. President's Day is the one paid holiday I get during the dead of winter. Do not ruin this for us. Yeah. Like, Shut up. Come on, let's go. <laughs> and it cuts to the lobby. <laughs> And they're all assembled there, and it it looks like like a Times Square on New Year's Eve. You yeah, know? and then Brain starts singing, you know, starts spreading the news, and then you know he doesn't sing the whole song; he sings part of the song, and then it changes again. And all the Gremlins do that like stadium thing where, where they hold up pan- panels to make a big picture. And right. they make a picture of the female gremlin, and then the female Don't gremlin. Know where they got it from, but they did it. The female gremlin comes out of the eye of the picture, and she's all like dressed up and decked out and stuff, you know. And outside, Clamp has created a giant, like mural of the nighttime sky, and he's got it in front of the the uh, doors windows of the lobby. And so he's getting ready to hit the button to uh, to drop it, but then clouds start rolling in and it starts to rain. Yeah, yeah, because they were like saying it was talking about. She was saying they're getting close to the doors, you know, because they were about to go outside. He's like, "Yeah, well, any second now, Clamp's gonna drop the banner." Yeah, and she's like, "Wait, did you say banner?" He's like, "Yeah, so why?" He's like, "Banner. That's like a that's like a flag. This one time on Flag Day." <laughs> I had the most, the, the most the terrible experience in my life. He's like, honey, cut it out. Cut it out. Calm down. Come back. To- <laughs> Get a hold of yourself. Yeah. So, so it, you know, they, they notice that it's about to start, you know, uh, raining and stuff. And it cuts back to the gremlins just partying and doing, you know, it, it's a montage. Got like a conga line. and Yeah. It's a montage of, of gremlins doing stuff. And this is what, where I'm going to call back what happened to Gizmo in the, in the copier. Because that bright light is shining in Gizmo's face. He doesn't die or get hurt or nothing. But then there's a scene of a gremlin taking a Polaroid picture of another gremlin. <gasps> Oh yeah! He he snapped, and it's not it. It's one of those old Polaroid cameras with the the flip up uh, flash, you know. Yeah, it's not yeah. one of the the flash bulb ones like we were talking about in the last movie. <laughs> and he takes a picture of this gremlin. The gremlin, as soon as the flash goes off, it turns into a skeleton and just falls apart. Yeah, it explodes. Yeah, so. <laughs> So then they're like, oh shit, what are we going to do now? Because the sun's going to go down and and we're going to be screwed. Because you also see that the Kremlins, they've got TNT and you see these blueprints that they're making of of blowing up the Statue of Liberty and doing all this other stuff. They, they, one of where they get all that shit from. One, one of them is reading a book, Places to Eat in New York After Midnight. 
<laughs> and so Billy's like, oh, wait, I got an idea. Uh, Mr. Futterman, go get the fire hose and start spraying the lobby. He's like, why are we going to spray the lobby? He's like, just do it. And then now, I had no idea what his idea, you know, I had no idea what, what what he was trying to do there. I'm like, uh, are you sure about that? Okay. And Futterman says, Billy, I hope you know what you're doing. And I'm like, I hope you know what you're doing too, because this is not a good idea. Yeah. So then he's he's starts spraying them, and then of course they start bubbling, and then you see some of them little gremlins and little pustules, and they're like oh. shaking and they're moving their heads and wiggling, and it's really gross. But one of the gremlins is just standing there and he's going singing in the bathtub and he's like got a scrub brush and shit. And so Billy goes to like this intercom thing and asks Kate, can you splice into Mr. Clinton's office that there's a call on hold there? And she's like, yeah, I guess. And so she she does it. Billy aims the phone at the lobby. Yeah. And as soon as he picked up that phone, that's when like, oh, okay, I remember now. Yeah, so I've forgotten about that. Then Electric Gremlin comes out and shocks at everybody, and they're all wet, and of course they all melt and die. Except yeah. I, I don't know why Electric Gremlin would die because he's well, I don't know. But yeah, but well, you you see him just turning into goop and salad, and Gizmo's got this look on his face like, oh god, because oh, <laughs> I mean, yes, he's the only nice one but at the same time this is his kind you know you think you wouldn't want to see you know your own species just melt like this but yeah but hey I mean yeah but then they also put him through hell yeah that's true they all melt and then and then the brain gremlin finishes New York New York and falls down uh, they they drop the sheet and clamp, and the army come in, or no, the SWAT team come in, and this is the SWAT weird, team, weird thing. I I have never seen you know SWAT team a real SWAT team in action. I've never seen you know a commando unit in action, but I'm pretty sure when they're storming a building. They don't all go. But they, yeah. But this, might be this might be the end of the show. But I'm going to say it anyway. And I mean, the end is if we'll never do this again. But I think this is really what what Donald Trump wants to do in in real life. He wants to be in in the front row of, of a uh, army after the, the war's over but he, he wants to have that gun he, he wants to run in first with the army behind him I think that's kind of oh, of course he does and then have the headline say developer save, city. save the city yeah cause that, that's exactly what happened Clamp has a fucking AK-47 and he's the first one in the building he runs in he slips on on gremlin goo and the gun goes off and he he gets up. He's like, "Wow, you know, you you guys saved the day." And he finds uh, Grandpa Fred, and he's like, uh, "He's like, you were filming inside this uh, office. Why?" He's like, "Well, somebody had to report it." He's like, "All right, uh, 
we're going to get you on the, the company account and you get some new clothes and you're our new reporter. So he gets a job and then he's like, or grandpa Fred's like, well, I have to have my camera, man. He's like, sure, whatever. So it gives camera guy a job too. Yeah. So he's not going to go back to Japan. He's going to stay here and film the new yeah. show. Okay, sure. Why not? So then, um, <laughs> so then Clamp get, gives a uh, what's your name the the boss a new job as as communications director. She becomes Kellyanne Conway. Um, <laughs> um, then you know every, everyone's kind of done. You know, every, every, um, yeah, like he wanted to he wanted to write down something. He's like, you got a piece of paper, and Billy whips out this piece of paper, and he unfolds it, or you know, uh, Clamp unfolds it so he can write on it. But he unfolds the opposite side, and it's that picture of Kingston Falls that uh, mm-hmm. the um, what the hell's his name at the beginning made him uh, throw away. Richard Picardo. And he's like, wait, Picardo. He's like, what? Wait, what is this? He's like, it's Kingston Falls. Like, this is beautiful. This is your concept. He's like, it's our hometown. He's like, oh, really? Where is it? He said, USA. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna put it in Jersey. Yeah, this is a good idea. Yeah, and so he he offers to so buy the like, design. Oh, is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He like, okay, sure, why not? <laughs> okay, I'll take it. He offers to buy the design and stuff, and <laughs> God, it's so stupid. Yeah, and then and then he sees Gizmo in the box. Like, what is that? And and BB Cates is like. It's Gizmo. He's a Mogwai. He's like, you know what I see? I see suction cups. I see, yeah, I see, I see him on car windows with suction cups facing up the rear, the rear, the, the rear view, or whatever he said. You know, which of course there were plenty of those back then. He's like, have you ever thought of merchandising? I see merchandise where the real money from the movie is made. I'm talking about Spaceballs the t-shirt, Spaceballs the coloring book, Spaceballs the lunchbox, Spaceballs the toilet paper. And he's like, hey, hey, wrong movie. He's like, oh, oh yeah, sorry. They <laughs> carried away. Yeah, so so then um, Billy and Kate leave, but then it there's another shot of Clamp, and he's talking on the phone, and he, he's, like, uh, he's like, oh, Richard Ricardo, where are you? And, and he's like, "Oh, we that that's on that floor. That's really high. We can't get up there, and all the doors are on lockdown. Are you gonna be okay up there?" And he's like, "And Ricardo says, yeah, I guess I'll be okay.'" And he hangs up the phone, turns around, and Lady Gremlin is there. So there's one Gremlin left. Mm-hmm. It's because wasn't there where everything else happened. Even though she was there, she was there for a minute. But then she left. Yeah, not sure where she went after the after the New York New York number, but she's back up there with Picardo and and I mean let's just cut to the shade. He's fucking it. Yeah, because because she she's got this wedding dress on and she comes walking towards him and he's like backing up in in the corner. He's sitting on top of the sink and he's like looking scared, looking scared, and then he keeps looking, keeps looking. And he's like he gets looking on his face like yeah, I'd smash it. And you just see him sink and down. Just a, oh God! Yeah. So he's like, "You're gonna be up there. You, you're gonna. <laughs> we can't get up there for a while. You'll be okay." He's like, "Yeah, take your time." Yeah, that's gross. 
So uh, he's totally fucking the Gremlin. Yeah. And I mean that's that's the end of the movie. Yeah, pretty much until the stinger. The stinger. Whenever they take when they take Gizmo finally home, and he's all asking about TV and everything like that. He's like, "We don't have cable, but you know we do have regular antenna TV. Go ahead, sit down, Gizmo." And then Billy looks at Kate, and they kind of nod to each other, and they got tears in their eyes. Like, look, this can't happen again. I'm sorry. We got to start with patient zero, and he snaps his little neck. And Kate's like, "Christ, like I'm so sad." Oh no! Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's today? He's like, "Why? What's the matter?" It's like, "What? Seriously? What's today?" He's like, "Uh, it's April 25th." He's like, "Now I have another reason to hate Arbor Day." <laughs> oh my god! And then she just breaks down and like throws herself off the fire escape, and that's why there was never a Gremlins three. <laughs> oh shit! The end. Actually, there is a stinger at the end. Are you kidding? I didn't know there was a stinger. No, there really is a stinger in it. Uh, oh, was it that? No. Like, wow, I called it. Was, it was uh, Porky Pig pops out and and starts saying, that's all, folks. He gets yanked back and Daffy Duck's like, no, let me do it. I'm watching it right now. Oh. And so then he says it and then it's over. And then they go back. Your ending is way better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying there was never a Gremlins 3. I'm just saying. Yeah, do I. Well, I mean, they had to end it somehow. Yeah. Uh but yeah. So, but. so, so you heard me at the end of at in the end of uh last episode saying I was really kind of curious, but at the same time kind of scared going into this one because I didn't think it was going to be good. Dude, this movie was great. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. Listen, if there was, if they had made Gremlins one like this. And then had the sequel like this. I mean, it'd be another cult classic. You know what I mean? Now, with the like, if you take the first one out of the equation, this is just like, you know, this could totally have been the movie. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I like the first one, but like, if I never see this again, I'm fine. Well, you know, not true. I thought was hilarious. I mean, seriously. But I see, like, I don't think the one and two fit together as canon. I think that. Either they both had to be dark comedies or they both had to be crazy. And that's the problem. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, but, but just standing alone, like you take the first one out of the equation, I thought this one was just fine. Like, just a ridiculous ass movie that makes no sense. Yeah, it, it's, it's, I don't know what, what they were trying to do. It was just ridiculous. And I, I mean, don't like it. Well, they, yeah, but what we talked about at the beginning where they got uh, too much negative publicity and said, okay, fine, we'll go the kid route and we'll do this but um yeah <laughs> this is pretty wild I mean I got yeah. nothing to say like I said after I watched this the first time I just said I just said Jay a text I said yeah gremlins man I'm I'm astonished like <laughs> I'm like this wow yeah it's uh <laughs> I'm just reading a quick little interview here or a quick little blurb um like the fact this is this even happened this blows my mind yeah I'm reading some blurbs here um apparently they are still workshopping a uh a new 
version of this. Yeah, but to me, um, I, I feel like I feel like that's it's like the U.S. version of the IT crowd. I mean, they say they are, but it'll never happen. They don't get off the ground. Yeah, according to, to this Christopher Columbus, um, in 2017, said he's written a script. Uh, his ex- his script explored the idea that has been on the fans' minds for a long time. If all the gremlins come from getting Gizmo wet and feeding his Mogwai offspring after midnight, should Gizmo be eliminated? Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he did I just call his, it? You did. He described <laughs> the script as twisted and dark. Wow. Well, there you go. See, I wrote, I, I wrote a better movie. A better ending. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I, you know, another thing about this, there wasn't really was the Gizmo was kind of an afterthought in this movie. Yeah, he was he was barely in this one. Yeah, at all. And I mean, but I mean, going back to what you were just saying about <laughs> about his his uh this this the idea for the third one, and what I said about the stinger. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, this, like I said, Christmas, Grim, Gremlins Two was all his fault. Yeah, you know, so it's like I mean, hey, I'm sorry, Gizmo's cute and all, and you know, I hate to see it happen, but if you don't want it to happen again, well, what are you gonna do? Because he don't fucking listen. He don't fucking listen, and if he doesn't listen, then there's people who are gonna screw up. So it's like just, just get him out of here. Yeah, yeah, but if that's the case, then that means that that Gizmo is the. Because remember, we we were talking last time about is Gizmo the first. Or is Gizmo one that somebody just, you know, captured and and trained? But if Christopher Columbus is saying that that all gremlins come from Gizmo, then that means Gizmo is the first. Well, in America, probably still over there in in, in China. But what if? Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. He doesn't elaborate. I need to know these things. Is Gizmo the first first? And if he is, one, how old is he? And two, I mean, yeah, this is kind of all his fault. Well, the way I see it, it's that the uh, Mr. Wing has him. He brought him over from China, kept him, you know, like, I guess going off of what your theory was, that he was domesticated over time. They've kept him. It could have happened for generations. Maybe his father gave it to him or whatever. I don't know how old, how long those things live. But he had him. And, but now that he's here in America, he's the only one here in America. Over there, that's their problem. We don't have any jurisdiction over there. We have no, you know what I'm saying? They deal with them their own way, apparently, because they're able to control them in the wild. Because they still haven't answered the question about how they, you know, how they prevent these things from happening to them in the wild. But, yeah. So he has to be the first one. Or is the last one. Maybe he's the last one. I don't know. A lot of questions unanswered. But that's the problem with doing a new one. A new one is that I think we're going to get... Well, I think we're going to get too much into... Who the Mogwai are. The, the, the who and the why. And it's gonna, you're going to have like 90 minutes of that and 10 minutes of movie. Yeah. I don't know, as, as long as that there's at least one 
Kate freak out over a holiday, I'm fine. <laughs> that's all I. Oh, that's all I want to do. I'm telling you, man. When 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 she lost it on Lincoln's birthday, I was like, okay. I'm <laughs> yeah, I I completely forgot about that part. I'm like, all right. I see. I see you, movie. I see what you're doing. But anyway, you of course can find us at deathcakespodcast.com no, no. <laughs> find us at you can find us at no yes. you can find us our shows on iTunes Stitcher uh, any podcast grabbing app out there yes um, we are on Instagram at no FM. facebook.com slash no FM. yeah we're on Twitter at deathcakespod uh, I'm on there at jru78, and you're on there as at illrocks. Yes, sir. Um, stay tuned for a couple, at least one new episode before the holiday break, and uh, we'll of course be back in the new year with new content and new fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So till next time, folks. See ya. But listen up now. This is serious. When you're tempted to do something wrong, even if the reasons are good, think twice. We're supposed to be showing something called Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah, but I like this one better. Yeah, me too, but we showed it three times last week. Okay.